Hello and welcome to episode 18 of NPS We Trust. My name's Davey and joined with me as always is Phil. G'day. And Spencer. What's up? We're a fortnightly PlayStation podcast and we each bring one topic of discussion to the table to go in depth on. But first, before we get into that, I do need to apologise to everyone. It is hot as balls here in the UK. I don't know what's going on. It's like as if we're in June now. And so summer's here. And it is never like that for us, is it? Never. It is unprecedented. It's actually ridiculous. So you may notice this episode, there might be a slight drop in audio quality because we cannot just contain ourselves. Like, I have to have doors open. It means I've got cats coming in and going. i got creatures running around eating their food. It's, <laughs> it's a madness over here in my house. And Phil, I know you've got like... You must be living on the M4 motorways. You've got every single car known to man driving past. Well, I'm in a little office. Um, it's either open the window or have the fan on, and I think the fan would be a constant. So, you know, a couple of cars here and there I think will be okay, but we'll see. Bristol does tend to get a little, you know, Rowdy. tasty a bit later on. Bit... on a, what day are we? We're recording on a Saturday, guys. This is different yeah. as well. It's true. True. Yeah, we're a day later than we normally are, uh, and that's because, Phil, you've been away, haven't you? I have. I've been sunning myself down in Devon, but we'll get onto that in the uh, what are we drinking topic, I think. Nice. Right. Sure. Spencer, how are you coping with this unprecedented heat? Any top tips for the listeners? Uh, well, my window's closed. My door's closed. I'm keeping them closed because that's the way I do it. I don't like background noise other than my boiler. I'm used to my boiler making noise and that pisses me off. But for the first time in podcast history, I'm wearing shorts. Oh, hey. the shorts matter. Hey. How how short are the shorts? They're fairly short shorts. They're fairly about, short just above shorts. the knee. Yeah, just, just above the knee. Oh my! It's getting a bit racy. Is that a Saturday <laughs> night special? <laughs> it's only for you boys. Only for you. In Victorian times, you get locked up for that kind of uh, that kind of display. <laughs> Lucid display, right? So now we've covered off that. Let's crack on with the show, boys. What are you drinking today, Spence? Why don't you start us off? Sure, mate. So today, I'm drinking Jim Beam whiskey in my PlayStation glass, but as a chaser, as the Americans would say, with Pepsi Max Cherry. Shocker. Shocker, I know. Great choice, though. Great choice. It's it's fantastic beverage. What has happened to the Budweiser, Spence? Um, well, the thing is, I went into B&M Bargains the other day, because I was going to drink on the weekend, and... A 70cl bottle of Jim Beam was £15. And usually oh, it's like 19 or 20 So I thought, you know what? That's a bargain. That's a B&M bargain. <laughs> that is a B&M so, bargain. I got a bottle yeah, of it take on, that. on top of my fridge. And do you know what? It's not a bad choice. It's not a bad choice at all. You've got to find the right moment to strike me for a bit of bourbon, you know? I I can't just... Every moment. Every moment. Every moment's every a Jim moment, Beam mate. moment. Yes, mate. We're, I mean, what's going on? Like, why aren't these drinks companies reaching out to us by now and being like, boys, you're all doing our advertising for us. We'll, we'll chuck you a free T-shirt or we'll chuck, you, we'll chuck you something, right? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Jim Bean, how does this advert strike you? Jim Bean, it's always the moment. I think they'd be fuming because it's Jim Bean. Mm. Not Neat Bean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've got to get the name right yeah, first. That's a good point. Is it Jim Beam? I've- Beam, B-E-A-M. What a rand... Why isn't it Bean? Mate, Jim Bean's way I didn't better. even know. I didn't know until I bought it. 
I've been. I thought it was Jim Beam. I've been drinking Jim, and I'm. I'm. Do you know what? Fuck it. I'm sticking with it. I. I it is Jim You're Beam right. as well. He's right. He's holding the You're bottle right. up for the blind listeners. He's holding the bottle up, and he's damn right. Unless, of course, that's a knockoff that he's bought from B&M Bargains, <laughs> it and it is actually called Jim Beam, <laughs> but that's that's the cheaper version that they sell on the side, round the back. Yeah, look at the percentage now. It'll only be 5%. It's literally just piss water. I think my theory, right, of why we haven't been picked up is when you watch an alcohol advert, you know, on TV, it's mostly just people enjoying themselves nicely. It's not... What happens generally on the podcast where we just descend into arguments and abuse. <laughs> so it's probably not the best sales platform for alcohol, really, is it? Yeah, it's, pr- it's true. If anything, the people that are trying to stop people drinking, they should pick us up and just go, you don't want to be like these lads. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. It's a good point. I'd love that. That'd be really funny. The AA just comes and grabs us, Alcoholics Anonymous, not the uh, not the car breakdown company. <laughs> That'd be different. That'd be a totally random little spin-off, wouldn't it? Just the AA sponsor us or RAC. But no. Don't drink drive, mate. Don't drink and <laughs> yeah, drive. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose we can link it. We can find a way. We can find a way. So, well, I'll tell you what, we'll put this back on track. Spence, that sounds lovely. Great choice. I'm glad to see that you're off the Budweiser. For myself okay. today, boys, I've had a bit of a mare. All right. I got presented with a situation that there's no right answer to this. Okay. And I, w- I want to ask you guys, right? So I'll give you the context. I was in the kitchen and I was just cleaning all the kitchen as you do. And on the side, listeners who have a really good memory will remember that we had bought these brew dog variety packs, right? And they, it was like 10 beers or something or eight beers. And they were all different varieties of random bullshit nonsense beers right and i drank two of them and they were terrible one was like a grapefruit ipa whoever had that idea was just just deserves to be taken out back and put down it it is bad and so they've been sitting on the kitchen side since i got them so that's what two months ago maybe so you haven't had them in the uh, the refrigerator the ones I'd originally drunk were in the refrigerator before. I wanted to make oh, okay. it as good as it was, right? right? But right. but since then, they've removed out the fridge. Come on, I need the fridge space. But there is an optimum level to drink alcohol. Definitely, definitely. But anyway, they've been on the side all this time. And then my wife said, look, if you're not going to drink them, I'm going to throw them. And there are many things, but I'm not going to waste alcohol, right? So I thought to myself, well, it's time to put up or shut up. So... I'm on that eight pack of variety lagers today, and I cracked open the first one is a Brewdog Planet Pale. And the first taste, I felt like someone had slapped me in the face, right? <laughs> but the more I get into it, the more I quite like this one. And I got one I'm more. I'm telling you. Right? It's, not, it's not too bad. I got one more can of it left before I then move on to the most random sounding beer I've ever heard. It's called Modern Times by Space Sailors. And this is what it says on the front of the can, right? It's a, for the blind listeners out there, it's a purple can with like yellowy mustard style writing. And it says, employee beer owned, or so employee owned, I guess, right? Mosaic Cashmere Pilsner. It's like they literally just thought, what are two words that sound cool, right? Or sound a bit posh? Chuck them on the can, right? I've got that bad boy to get into next, and I'm I'm not looking forward to it. So I don't know what cashmere tastes like. It's like they've opened up the book of um, hipster bullshit and picked two words and just put them together. Exactly, it is. It, it is literally like as if they just thought, 
like they're playing a game of Scrabble, and someone's like, "Oh, of <laughs> I got an M, I got a C, uh, mosaic," and they're like, "Oh, that's a cool word. Chuck it on the can. Chuck it on the can," and they just run with it. But I'll give it, a, I'll give it an honest go, and we'll see if it makes an honest man out of me or not. But I tell you what, boys, it is good to not be sober today. It's going to be good to drink today with you boys. I'm really looking forward to it. And Phil, why don't you top us off? What nonsense are you on today? Are you joining me on some crazy Brewdog specials? Well, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I've been away for the last week. Been down in Devon. Been enjoying the beaches of Willacombe. Um, and yeah, we, we've had a couple of beers over the over the, over the the week. And uh, I had a couple of... Uh, your favourite, Davey, Peroni's leftover. So that's what I'm kicking tonight off with. Oh, nice. And then I might venture downstairs and, as you mentioned, I've got a couple of bullshit uh, brew dogs in the fridge as well. <laughs> nice. Well, <laughs> as, you're on a, as you're on one of the beers that I've been drinking, can you give us an accent, Phil? Sure. Peroni. Oh, that's really oh. good. Oh, oh wow, That's really good. We do have a, a small Italian listenership as well. So if you enjoyed that... Hopefully I haven't put them off. <laughs> Yeah, we'll watch the stats just drop straight away. If you enjoyed that, Italian listeners, then let us know. Give us marks on that. We would really appreciate that. You can uh, you can write in like some of Phil's fake fans that I'll get onto later. It's been two weeks since we last recorded. Slightly longer than that, actually, because we recorded earlier last time. So, what have you been playing in that time? Phil, do you want to kick us off? As I've mentioned uh, twice so far, I've been away. Uh, I didn't take my PlayStation, so I've been playing Zip. I've been out enjoying time with family. I know. Crazy. No, no remote access on your phone? None of that? Mate, it's been 100 miles an hour down in the beaches of Willacombe. <laughs> you can't sit in the sun playing on your phone, can you? There's sandcastles to be built. The water to frolic in. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's true. That's true. And in Devon, they, they really struggle with internet down there, I've heard. They, str- they just struggle down there. It's like a different world down in Devon. I think it just, that is true. They're too busy making fudge in that, aren't they? To... There's a lot of fudge as well. Yeah, you are right. Yeah, they're too busy with that. I thoroughly enjoyed myself, and I I would definitely be going again. Brilliant. Nice mate. That's my review. Love to hear it. <laughs> Great. Do you want do you want a rating? Normally we do ratings. Yeah, yeah. Out of ten. Yeah, out of yeah. ten. All right. I'm sure if Spencer went to Devon, it'd be a ten out of ten because he rates everything out of ten. I normally go for a seven, but. I enjoyed this holiday. I'm, I'm going for like an eight point. No, actually, I'm just going to stick to whole numbers. I'm not even going to mess it up with Spencer's weird ass, you know, quantifying games on whatever he feels like at whatever point. I'm just going to go for a straight up nine out of ten. Wow. It was a great holiday. Really wow. enjoyed it. Oh, that's fantastic to hear you had a good time, mate. Really good. And it's only minus one because I didn't get to play any games. What about yourself, Spence? What, what were you, uh, what have you got up to the last two weeks? Right. Well, I was playing Returnal, Great um, choice. but I thought I'd set it aside for a different game. And so about a week ago, I booted up and finally started Horizon Zero Dawn. Hello. Ooh. Uh, but since then, I've been to my girlfriend's house. So I've only really had, I've had a few sessions on it because she's been working in the mornings. So when she's working, I've been booting up Horizon and playing it. So I'm not incredibly far into it, but so far I am really... Really enjoying it. It's giving me proper Witcher 3 vibes, but with much better movement and combat. Have you got a weapon that you're kind of leaning towards yet? I just like the default bow, but I've also got the sharpshooter bow. Nice. 
which is the slow one, but I like that one because hitting the hitting the like critical points of that bow just feels great. Davey, would you know if he's been able to override any any creatures yet at the point he's playing at? I have. You have, right? Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I yeah. totally missed that out of the major the vast majority of that game. I played that what, game on extra hard mode. Didn't override a creature till right at the end. What? I know. I know. I know. I know. What about the Tolmex? Like, I did the ones that you needed for the quests, and then nothing else. Didn't need it. Wow. Crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. It's mad. I mean, I'm not overriding much. I've, I've overridden a few things just to, like, travel. I, I think it's, like, a cool thing. You need to. Yeah, I think it's, like, a quite cool, like, dynamic in the game, but I just didn't find the need when I played it through. No, I'd much rather get a stealth critical blow than an override. Sure. But... Like, to benefit your travel and stuff throughout the game, I think it's quite essential. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. without spoiling anything, because I don't want to go into any spoilers for this, especially with um, number two on the horizon, which we'll cover later on in the podcast. And, oh, oh what a pun on that. I didn't even realise that. That's amazing. I'm well happy with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm so happy with myself. Oh, my God. You didn't even realise. Your facial expression tells a different story for our <laughs> blind listeners. <laughs> that was planned from the start that was planned from two weeks ago <laughs> yeah i'm not going to go into any spoilers just because there could be people now picking this game back up um in preparation for the new one yeah but um as you go through the game you unlock more and more different things that you can override and i say it becomes kind of essential for some of the fights later on and if not essential it's just cool as hell so it's very cool it is ve- i'd advise doing it don't play the game like i played it yeah but as we all know, I, I take a different stance on most games. You know, in God of War, the boy is the badass, not Kratos. What? I'm playing it back to front. What? Didn't you see my streams? I was powering up the boy first. He was That's going in, tanking crazy. everything. So you play you play the games how you like to play them. Don't play them as Davies trying to insist you do. Phil plays God of War like he's playing Dark Souls. It's just such a weird thing to see. Honestly, it's it's incredible that he's got as far as he did. Actually, I wouldn't mind an update on that. Have you played any more of that, Phil? Or has that kind of just gone to bed? Have you played enough to know that it's not for you with God of War? Well, as you've probably seen, and this one's obviously just for you guys, not the blind listeners, I have rearranged the office slightly, so I am looking to get back into a bit more streaming now. I've got a lot of the games on selection behind me, as you can see. I got a custom shelf built by a, a friend of mine who I actually do his website, um, to sort of display all my video games so that sits above us and um, yeah I'm starting to I'll be opening up the shop soon for rentals can't wait can't wait can't wait can't wait oh well that'd be good to see you get back into it because yeah you got pretty far and then uh, and then kind of halted on that so Spence have you played anything else other than Horizon yeah so as I said I was playing Returnal and then dropped it and then I came back home just today from my girlfriend's house so I was finally able to play Returnal again and I've finally finished Act 3, I'll say. We're trying not to spoil it. But it's the end game, it's the post-game content. It's the true ending, isn't it? It's the true ending. Yeah. Yeah. It's, the game ends twice, really. Did you get a chance to look at your kind of in-game time, how much time you put into that game now? I think it's a day and four hours, or a day and five hours. It's roughly around that area. And have, have your thoughts changed on it since last episode? Or anything new that you want to discuss about it? Well, the more I play it, the more I realise just how brilliant the game actually is. Other than today I got my first crash. The game crashed on me. Bit upset about that. And not only that, it crashed my PS5 in a weird way. I was listening to music through Spotify on my PlayStation and the music kept playing. But 
It crashed. I couldn't press any buttons. Nothing would work. I tried closing the game. Wouldn't close. Just kept on the closing screen. And I ended up having to get up, turn off my PS5. It wouldn't turn off. So weird. So I ended up I ended up having to pull the plug on my PS5. Spence, have you ever thought of a career in being like a, a games tester or a play tester? In it. I know. In you're it, you're the one that experiences all this. You know, I, I don't play enough to experience these things you talk about. And I'm always a bit shocked by it. But yeah, you, you seem to be the one it targets. Yeah, bugs love me. I think it's my PS5, personally. I think my PS5 might be a bad egg. But I don't want to admit that too much because I love my PS5. But other than that, yeah, I'm absolutely loving the game. All the weapons, I finally found a new weapon, which is the last weapon I needed. Every boss fight, I kind of understand exactly how they work now. So everything just kind of flows in a better sense. And the game just, gameplay-wise, makes perfect sense to me. In terms of the story, I couldn't spoil the game if I tried. I don't have a fucking clue what happens in that game. Nothing. I'm the same as yourself. So I've been playing mostly Returnal. So uh, the last two weeks, I've been sweating Returnal, playing it pretty much non-stop. And um, outside of editing that I've had to do for either the podcast or for or for YouTube, that's all I've been playing. And so I've run the game through now, completion start to finish through about three times, I think. Can do it now pretty much mostly without a death. Love it. Absolutely adore the game. I'm, I'm at similar time to yourself, Spence. I think I'm about 29 hours, 29, 30 hours into the game. Um, so I've, I've done Act 3 as well. So I've seen the secret yeah. ending, uh, the true ending. And I'm just on the kind of platinum grind now. So it's just a case of finding collectibles. But the problem is, because the game's RNG, you can run through an entire biome and not find anything. And then it's a case of either yeah. killing yourself or moving on to the next biome and hoping you get lucky. So I don't know how long it's going to take me to get all these. I've only got a handful left, but Christ, I could be on this for months. Who knows? Just depends on luck, I guess. And the same as yourself, Spence. I mean, last episode I said it's my game of the console so far it's my game of the generation and i stand by that i thoroughly enjoy it the story might not be everything it needs to be but in terms of gameplay it's just phenomenal i do wonder I've, how long that's mm. gonna last you mate because we are right at the start of this generation oh god yeah oh god yeah i can you see know? it being yeah. overtaken pretty quick but when you think already we've had you know with with demon souls as good contention uh spider-man mars morales um and and resident evil 8 I, I mean, it's had some pretty stiff competition already, and to think I, I love it as much as I do is uh, is high, high praise. But you're right, I mean, Christ, by the end of this generation in six years' time, I'm sure it's not even going to be yeah. in the top ten, you know? Don't, don't go sending out the award too quickly. <laughs> no, definitely It's going to cost you a lot of money throughout this generation, because every game that comes out, you'll be like, this is the game of the generation. <laughs> this is my favorite game. No, exactly. And I mean... You know, when we get later on in the year, when we get to like December or something, we're we I I assume we're probably going to end up doing some game of the year contenders and things like that. So who knows? But so far this year, it's my game of the year. I'll tell you what. I thought I disagreed because I thought Demon Souls beat it, no contention. But then looking back on Demon Souls, I remember really loving it at first. But then once I figured out all the bosses were kind of gimmicks, you might be right with Returnal. I. I don't want to, I don't want to agree because I agree on everything, not going to lie. But I, I think it might be Returnal for me as well. I was going to say, last time we did one of these things, I think your list are pretty similar. So let's hope you disagree on something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ultimately, you know. ultimately, you know, you like what you like, don't you? And we'll have to see. There's a long year ahead. There's a lot of releases. There's a lot to talk about today that we're going to go through. But before we move on to the quick news, 
I do want to lay a bit of a bombshell out here. Pack a lunch, listener, okay? We're, we're going to go a little bit. So I was sitting there, right, and I had this run on Returnal, and it was I was on World 4 of Returnal, Biome 4, and I died, and I died, and I died, and I died. I died about five times in a row really, really quick, which just didn't happen for me normally. And I was getting so pissed off because I've just cleaned through this game. And then I thought to myself, do you know what? I just, I just want a platinum something, right? I just want to get a platinum. So I was looking through my list of games, and then I saw this little gem twinkling there, maquette. I thought you were going to go for that mash-in game that Spencer's always on about. No, I can't do that because it, nah. it just invalidates, it invalidates my list if I do that. I can't do that. You also couldn't do it anyway. It'd take you six times as long <laughs> as me and your hand would be in agony. Yeah, my hand that would... does sound like a challenge. Uh, my hand would have arthritis by the time I was done with it, yeah. I was, if I wanted to get My Name's Mayo, I'd just plug in the fight stick, turn on turbo and just hold the button down, right? Easy, easy wins. But Hacks. we're not doing that. We're not doing that. So I actually thought I'm going to go in and I'm going to join the conversation with you guys and play my cat and see what I think about it. I loved it. I yes. loved it. I really, really, really enjoyed it. I I think that the story is excellent. The story and Phenomenal. it really gripped me. It's basically, for listeners yeah. that don't know, this was the free PlayStation Plus game from a couple of months back. And it's it was launched on PS5 day and date from when it went to PlayStation Plus. And it's a story all about a couple and their breakup and somebody getting over it. And that's that's the story in a nutshell. But the way it's delivered, the voice acting and performances are absolutely fantastic. I think the puzzles for the first two thirds of the game are absolutely brilliant. It was just a really fun time. And getting the Platinum was really fun it was just a, a fun a really really enjoyable little palate cleanser that's how i'd describe it how surprising that you and spencer agree again on something. <laughs> our listeners don't have to go back and listen to 18 episodes to realize that you boys just always seem to have the same opinion <laughs> well phil what i want to know is how far did you get before turning it off yeah i was literally about to say i was about to say the exact because same I reckon, thing well, I, think- I reckon you just did the garden which is the first level where you run through no. and he's like, bullshit game. No, I actually spent an hour in, in, in Marquette. So you were basically uh, done with it. It took me like three yeah, hours. I just, just binned it. it, was, it it's just not the type of game I enjoy. Crazy. But, but of course, Spencer, I think you gave it a, was it a seven or an eight? Pretty high I think rating. you went a six, didn't you, Spence? A six. Was I think it? I gave it was a it? six. Okay. Yeah. In the end, knocked you down then. Because I gave it a six and I was arguing about Resident Evil 6 <laughs> being better or worse. If I was rating the first two thirds of it, I'd probably rate it like a seven and a half. I really loved it. Yeah. The last, the last third of that game, I hated. There's one puzzle right where there's this wall. The exact one I described, didn't it? it? I don't know if it's the same one that you that you hate or not, but there's this wall, right? And you gotta you gotta put three planks, uh, like three blocks, onto this wall and run up it, and it's just fucking buggy as shit. It's awful. It's awful. Awful, awful, awful puzzle. And then you follow that then with like three other puzzles which are all pretty bullshit as well. Yeah, I hated oh. it. Absolutely hated it. I know exactly where you mean. You have to do the diagonal yeah. uh, kind of concrete planks. So, yeah, that is buggy. The, what about there was this little square in front of you and you have to place things in the square and then it actualizes it ahead of you. Oh, the house? My, my game softlocked there. Your game softlocked? Did yours? Mine soft locked once. I did it again, and the house that I had to place 
teleported through the wall. <laughs> so I couldn't use it. And also my frame rate dropped to like 10. Oh, man. What I an mean... amazing game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I, if I had to rate I'd probably go. I'd probably go a 7. I'd probably, it'd probably drag it down to a 7. Because I, I look back at it and I, I did really enjoy myself. And I think, you know, if, if it was something that I paid for, then I'd probably be a little bit harsher than this. I'd probably go down towards like a 5 or something because there's not much game there. In terms of just an experience and just playing it through, I I really enjoyed it. I really did. The story's brilliant. Yeah. The story. I'm happy for you, mate. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> Phil's never playing that game again. Listeners, as you know, there's been a competition that's been running to kind of increase our listenership, really, in different states and to add a little bit of friendly banter and friendly competition in for the second most listened to region, which is the U.S., so in the US previously, we've had front runners Washington leading the charge with behind them, we've had Alabama and Texas. And we each have had our own state that we've been championing on this. I've been repping Alabama. Spence, you've been on Washington, the clear winners uh, yeah. at the moment. And Phil, you've been championing Texas. Come on, Texas. Well, I want to let you all know where we are now, because if Washington have done it again, then they have won themselves a copy of Robot Wars, which is going to go <laughs> to their not governor. We we had this clarified to us, didn't we, by PS PS Guide last PS episode, now guide, right? Yeah. I so, thought it wasn't mayor, but it was governor. Or is that back to front? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. Governor. I think you said mayor. It is he, governor. He corrected you to say governor. Okay. Well, we'll Google it. We'll Google. I'm sure we'll figure it out. I'm sure. Whoever comes up first in Google <laughs> for <laughs> that state. It. So if Texas wins, Stone Cold Steve Austin is getting the copy. And if uh, if Washington win, then it means he's going to, going to go to the president. <laughs> 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 That'd be so class. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Biden pulling it out? And he's like, "It's a copy of Bloody Robot Wars." I, can you imagine he knew what it was? I thought you, you were going to get like, that oh, wrong Robot on purpose Wars. then. <laughs> well, I was I was thinking about doing an accent. I thought, no, I can't really do it. Not after me today. Yeah, I'm not following. No. I'm never doing next ever again in my life after hearing that. It's incredible, life changing. Just happens. Let's go into it. So, in third place, for whopping twelve percent of the American listenership, it's not Texas. What? <gasps> Ohio, Ohio, out of Ooh. nowhere, literally coming in, seeing the twelve percent. Texas being bumped down to fourth, oh my joint God, with guys. Virginia. So all all, all my fans from Texas have moved to Ohio to listen to the podcast. That's what you're <laughs> telling me. I mean, that's that's a stretch, but it's a potential. It's a potential reality. I've heard it's nice in Ohio, Ohio this time of year. You can't switch who you're supporting, Phil. In second place, with 14%, Alabama. My boys, you were number one for a little while, and you've slipped down, but you've held. I can't be too angry at you. Good job. You've stuck your ground. And that means our winner, with a whopping 24% of the American listenership, Washington. Let's get it, baby. So they have won. So that means that potentially Joe Biden will get himself a copy of Robot Wars. Potentially it's going to be a governor <laughs> or a mayor. I'm not sure. I'll wing it. We'll figure it out. We'll figure out what's going on. But all when I send it, I will put a note in there 
asking for them to tweet at us with a picture because that would be class. So Biden tweeting out his robot wars. Can you imagine that? <laughs> and what will happen is when I get that picture back, if I get a picture back, I'll put it as the episode thumbnail for that episode because that would be so funny. And that brings an end to that competition. What's next? I'm not sure. I got a shitload of these random games that I got given to me on the first ever episode of this podcast that I'm desperate to bin off. Dance Dance Revolution, I got that. I got all this stuff. If you've got any competition ideas, listeners, feel free to write in pswetrust at gmail.com because they're doing my head in. Normally, listeners, as you know, we always ask for feedback and for reviews to be put onto Apple Podcasts or your podcast service of choice because it helps us grow the listenership and grow our audience. Well, we've had a couple of reviews go on, which is fantastic. So thank you ever so much. Stephen Aldridge, I know that you put one on there. Really, really appreciate that. Really nice. I do have a bit of an issue though. Phil's your favorite host. And it got me thinking, Phil, you had some feedback elsewhere, didn't you? Yeah, that was right. I, I've seen to have a couple of different fans pop up in different places, but one of them was uh, via League of Legends uh, whilst I was in game, which is very nice. Um, I'm not still to this day 100% that this is a, a genuine um, comment, but it was a very nice comment from Codaline Siva uh, over League of Legends, uh, just to say you're definitely the best one on the podcast, mate. Good luck in your game. So that's two in a row. So I'm I'm, I'm getting a slightly more doubtful that these are all gen, uh, genuine. But if they are, I really appreciate them. And, you know, thanks thanks for all the support. What I'm wondering is, maybe we're catering to the deaf listeners more than we think. To have that kind of opinion, right? Surely, surely <laughs> they've got to have, they've got to be deaf or hearing impaired at the very least, right? So on the podcast, you've got Spencer who agrees with you. I've got all our <laughs> listeners that agree with me, which is very nice. <laughs> it's madness. Absolute madness. But no, seriously, though, thank you, guys. We do appreciate all the reviews. And uh, and it, it's nice. I, I'm glad that you've kind of shown Phil a bit of mercy, you know? I, I think sometimes with Phil, his opinions can be so bad that we can kind of beat him down a little bit. And so it's good to see the listeners kind of building back up, you know? Maybe we have this symbiotic relationship now where we can really start going into him because we know you guys would be there to kind of pick up the pieces. I think you just got to remember, Davey, whenever you're bashing me, you're also bashing in the listeners. So boys, now that we're on to quick news, that means the Resident Evil button is now armed. And obviously, as people who listened to the last episode know, me and Davey both hit the button, which means that Phil has two shots to give out to both of us, or one each. I, <laughs> I feel like Wesker right now, ready to dish him out at any point throughout the episode. So look out. Mate, I'm, I'm weary. I'm already weary. You've got the power. So now, basically just can't say Resident Evil. So the first bit of quick news is the PS Plus and the PS Now games of the month. So for PS Plus, we have Operation Tango, which is our PS5 offering for the month. Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown, which is a brand new remake of Virtual Fighter 5, uh, which was released in 2006. And Star Wars Squadrons. Any opinions on those lads? None of them really jump out to me as anything that I'm you know, dying to play. Um, but I can imagine having, having a quick blast on Virtua Fighter 5. That'll be all right. But um, are any of them sort of multiplayer that we could all jump into? Uh, one, one of them's two-player, which... Um... Well, we know what happens there, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, mate. O- Operation Tango is one I'm really, really interested in. 
Um, so Operation Tango is two players, and the way it works, right, is that one person plays as like an agent, and one person plays like a hacker. As far as I'm aware, is one of them male, one of them female, and Spencer's going to be the girl again? Oh, that's such a huge point. Actually, I don't know. That is how it is. It, it is, is that, is it? It, is. it always is that. Yeah, it is. Wow. I'm unsure which which gender is which role. Like, if the hacker's the female or the male, but I know for a fact it is one male, one female. Wow, we. Listeners, you won't know this. Phil won't know this either. Wow, we. Wow, we. When Phil went off to get changed earlier or to go sort out his hair or whatever he was doing, me and Spencer were just saying earlier, oh, if when we finish this podcast, should we play some Operation Tango? So we, we kind of already got plans to start that later on tonight. So I, I am looking forward to play that. But uh, Star Wars Squadrons, I don't know if you want to do a quick Google on this, Spence. I think that might be multiplayer. I know it's something that I've been, been interested in the past. Um, something I actually really, really was interested in last year, only released last year. As far as I'm aware. Yeah, released October 1st, 2020. It's dogfighting game and fleet battles. And it's cross-play with PC, Xbox One and PS4. So obviously Xbox Series X and PS5 as well. Nice. So we could all get together and play that. That would be really good fun to go around. We all like enjoy a bit of Star Wars, a cheeky bit of Star Wars. I'm playing with one of the listeners, mate. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Playing with his mate on League, mate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one who gave My him one the compliment. Friend. Thanks. <laughs> 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 but yeah that's that's it for me virtual fighter not really my cup of tea i i've played a couple of them in the past and they've always just felt like a worse version of tekken so i've never really been too taken by them but who knows it's free i'll give it a try if i get to be a couple of couple of minutes this is the ultimate showdown edition so you never know could be all right it's true i think i'll tell you what boys when i first got my ps3 i think the game i got it with was the original virtual fighter 5 really I think, I'm pretty sure that was on PlayStation 3, was it not? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it was released then. Yeah, PlayStation 3. And yeah, it was. I'm looking at the art for it right now. It definitely was. And I remember playing it, thinking it was really good. But at the same time, I was like 10. (laughs) (laughs) So we've had two console generations and they're still iterating over the same game here. I think this is pitched as like a revival for the brand. So if this game's received well and people like it, then they'll probably consider you know doing a new virtual fighter because the series has been dormant since that game as far as i'm aware i don't think yeah i'm pretty sure don't it think it's been a new release so who knows it you know putting it on playstation plus means that at least a lot of eyes are going to get on it in one go and then if people end up really liking it then it might tell sega who are the developers that yeah you know let's go in for a new one especially with you know eve the evo announcements which we're going to talk about in a, in a later topic pushing a fighting game into a ps plus offering is is quite a smart move yeah, definitely. I think it's a really good way to be able to get a lot of eyes on something, get a lot of people try it, and then, uh, you know, at the very least, you get all the hardcore fighting game fans, and there's you know big competition coming out soon with Guilty Gear Strive, um, and potentially other news that we're going to talk about later on in in uh, in different topics. That there's a lot of competition right now for fighting games. They've had a really big glow up uh, over the last few years, ever since Street Fighter Four has just been on the rise constantly. It's nice to see because, you know, PlayStation's sort of known for that, you know, single-player narrative, you know, driven game, isn't it? Or or COD, I suppose. Those are the two things you think about with PlayStation. So for to have something like, you know, Virtual Fire come in or, you know, Evo with like Street Fighter, that's huge. Yeah, massive, massive, big deals. 
So yeah, maybe I'll give it a go. I, I'm not 100% sure. So boys, moving on from PS Plus titles, we're now onto the PS Now titles of the month. The new games out of PS Now are The Witcher 3 Game of the Year Edition, Sonic Mania, Team Sonic Racing, Sonic Forces, Virtua Fighter 5, Car Mechanic Simulator, and Slay the Spire. However, Slay the Spire is only going to be on the service until December 6th, 2021. Any of those games interest you at all? I heard Sonic's Forces is quite, you know, quite good. Terrible, terrible game. Um, <laughs> no, uh, the, the ones that would interest me I've got. So I've already got The Witcher 3, but I don't have the Game of the Year edition. So the Game of the Year edition includes the DLC, which is uh, Blood and Wine. I think is the one half, and I can't remember what the second the second half is. Two major expansions, though. And to be fair, I put 80-odd hours into, into Witcher. I, I'm done with it. I'm not going to go back. Is that the one where he's in the hot tub? Yes. Yeah. There yeah, yeah, it is. There's yeah. your reason. Sexy Geralt. Get that, get that on the PS5. I think, personally, The Witcher 3 is a really smart move because I'm fairly sure that The Witcher Season 2 on Netflix is going to be coming out quite soon. And as we know, that when the first season came out, that kind of revived the game. It's a great offering. For people who haven't played The Witcher, it's a perfect opportunity to dive in, and it will certainly keep you busy for the rest of the year. It's ridiculously big. It's it's actually huge. But other than that, I mean, Sonic Mania I've already got. I love Sonic Mania. Absolutely fantastic game. Yeah, Say the Spire I've heard good things about, but I'm not overly excited to play it. But that's about it for me. What about you, Phil? Is there anything here that would kind of tip you over to uh, play in any of these PlayStation Now games? No, no, I, I don't actually subscribe to the service. You do, though, don't you, currently? Yeah, I'm still subscribed, yeah. yeah. You, you've seen the stack of games behind me. I don't think I need any more games. And, of course, now I've got to play through some of the PS Plus titles as well because um, we'll probably be talking about those in two weeks' time. So, yeah, got a lot on my plate at the moment. I don't need any new games or more games. What about yourself, then, Spence? Any of these kind of tickle your fancy? Um, well, I did dip my toes into The Witcher 3 a while ago because I borrowed it off of you. But I didn't really invest a lot of time into it. I thought it was a bit dull. The combat, it all just, it kind of felt like a PS3 game, not going to lie. I didn't like it that much. I'd love to give Sonic Mania a try because I've heard brilliant things. I've never tried it. I have Sonic Forces, got it on PS Plus a long time ago. And I, I tried it for a night of drinking because I thought it'd be funny. And after 15 minutes, we turned it off because it was absolute dog shit. Talking of Sonic, did anyone watch the Sonic movie? Yeah. Any good? Great loved film. it. Really? Absolutely loved it. Really? Great film, Jim yeah. Carrey returned to form? Somebody yeah. stop me? Yeah. It was it was excellent. Have you not seen it? I have not, no. Oh wow. It's good. Yeah, you know how I feel about video game movies, but this is this is one of them that's really, really good. It's, it's actually the one thing really and, good. Yeah, me and Spencer agree on the Resident Evil movies. Resident Evil. He's hit the button. It was worth it though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. But do you do it intentionally? Do you, do you know you're hitting well, the button? We've all, we've all, we're sticking together. We're a team tonight. I've got to give you a shot, Davey. Spencer, I've got to give you a shot. So what I was thinking is, I can mention it at an apt time, and we can all take the shot together. Brothers in arms. <laughs> Let's do it, boys. Shot, shot, shot. I appreciate shot. that. All right. Let's go. Okay. I, actually, I appreciate that. That's I appreciate really nice. That. However, me and Davey probably will hit the button. I know. I know. I'm thinking. thinking (laughs) I was was really good last episode. I didn't mention it once. Yeah, you you actually managed to escape through the entire thing. I couldn't believe it. Listeners, everyone's gone. No one was prepared. I was. So I thought I'd take you on a bit of a trip. So these listeners are Phil's, right? I'm a bit suspicious of it. I shouldn't really doubt that Phil's got fans, but I am overly suspicious that something's going on here you speak into the listeners huh? oh you're back 
Um, yeah, no, no, no. They don't exist. They don't exist. Phil's back. Phil's back. Chin chin, everyone. Cheers, chin, guys. Chin. Here we go. We're all up to date together, and we're all on the same level. It feels like a normal podcast. Oh my gosh! Right. <sighs> my mouth burns. The button is now armed. So no more seeing the button unless you're Phil and you just want to drop it in there just to punish us all. So speaking of Sonic, there was some major announcement actually pre E3 showcase a Sonic live stream event that happened. Did any of you guys watch this at all? When did this happen? Sorry, the Sonic stream was on the 27th of May, so just over okay. a week ago. Yeah, so in there was some pretty big some pretty big news if you're a Sonic fan. So they had. Sonic Origins, which was announced, which is a collection, just like they kind of did with the um, PS3, and they've done it on PS4 as well, but this is kind of a a bigger enhancement to it. So Sonic Trilogy, so Sonic 1, 2, 3, uh, Sonic CD, and then I can't remember what else is on there. Spence, do you have any idea what else was announced for that? Yeah, we just did a quick Google check, and yeah, that was all of them. So Sonic 3 and Knuckles, yeah. Apart from the Sonic Origins collection, there was a new game, a new 3D Sonic game tease for 2022. Hardly anything, just a little cinematic trailer was shown. No, no real news from that, though, so we got another year to wait for that. And Sonic Colors, which was originally locked onto the Wii. We haven't seen a, a release of that since then. It is now being released onto the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, you know, everywhere now. Uh, and that looks really, really hype. Are you guys big Sonic fans at all? Personally, I can't say I've played Sonic since Sonic Adventure on the uh, on the Dreamcast. Great I mean, game. I, I I haven't played it on any sort of modern consoles since, really. Am I missing out on anything? You know, I obviously seen him in in Smash Brothers and uh, what Sonic and Sonic, Sonic and Mario, like the Olympics games uh, on the Switch and things oh, like yeah. that. But um, no, I've I've never played a, a dedicated Sonic game since Sonic Adventure on the Dreamcast. What about yourself, Spence? Not gonna lie. As you can see, sorry again, blind listeners, I know we always do this to you, but it just has to happen. As you can see, I have red curtains right now, but before these, I had Sonic the Hedgehog curtains. And I remember Davey saying I should have kept them, because he'd have had them for his son, or for himself, because I know he's a big Sonic fan himself. I'm not sure what shirt you're wearing right now. I'm wearing a Sonic t-shirt, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a massive Sonic <laughs> fan. So I, I, I've been a Sonic fan. Sonic's the first game I ever played. The Mega Drive 2 was the console, my first ever gaming console. And it, I got it with Sonic 2 and Sonic. So I, I love that. Absolutely love those games. Sonic 2 is one of my favorite games ever. Purely for nostalgia. It's not actually a very good game, but I <laughs> I just love it. I got it on my phone. It's one of the only games that I play on a phone uh, is Sonic 2. I, I I just love that game. And so I, I even enjoy Sonic 4. And even Sonic fans hate Sonic 4. I actually really like that one. The part for me that it kind of crosses the line is when it goes 3D. 3D Sonic sucks, man. Now, there's one exception to that. The the one I said then, yeah. Because I, I was just going to pull you up about that because you were just saying how good that game was. Yeah, that game's awesome. I love that game. I hate Shadow. I think Shadow needs to get in the bin, so I don't rate number two. I think he's a terrible character. I think he's an absolute loser. He's a tr- proper try-hard character. He's an absolute nonce. Hate him. <laughs> and, like, Werewolf Sonic and all that bollocks, I don't buy oh, into mate. any of that, right? Terrible. Sonic and the Black Knight or whatever, all that crap, right? I I don't go into any of that shit. But Sonic Mania was a proper return to form, proper 2D, amazing Sonic game. Loved it. And so I'm really interested for for the collection, for the Origin collection. I'll definitely get that. And I'll keep my eyes on the 2022 release. And who knows? 
If it convinces me, listeners, you'll hear it here first. But it's got an uphill battle in front of it, I'll tell you that. I think we got a little bit of a fanboy here, Spence, for Sonic. We might have to we might like need we to do. invoke a new button for the next show. <laughs> Sonic button. <laughs> Christ. I love Sonic, obviously. The last Sonic game I played was probably Sonic Generations. That's a really, great game. But I love Sonic Generations. Phenomenal game. Yeah, and that's 3D as well. Half and half. That's 3D. Yeah, really well done though, isn't it? Really well done 3D. But my favorite Sonic game, it probably is Sonic Generations actually. But before that, it was Sonic Heroes, which I've owned, I think, three times. It's a good game. So I had it on the PS2. I had it on my PC twice. I've had it on Steam and on disc on PC. I love Sonic Heroes. Um, I'm, I'm a huge Sonic fan. And there was something shown in that Sonic live stream that influenced the purchase that I made the night I watched it. But yeah, have you boys? did you boys actually watch the live stream? I've watched bits of it. I didn't tune into it at the time it was going on, but I've watched the stuff afterwards. Okay. Well, there was a segment, uh, section of it where they showed kind of new Sonic merch. And the one thing they showed, I'll, I'm going to have to screen share it to you and then I'll explain what it is. Okay. These are the Sonic the Hedgehog 30th anniversary King Ice gold <laughs> chains. <laughs> And these influenced a purchase I made that night. These Sonic chains aren't available yet, but I did go on the King Ice website and I did purchase a chain. Did you? What did you I buy? Did. I'm not going to tell what you yet. What are you going to look like wearing that? <laughs> but I'm going to show you. When I show you, I think you boys are going to love oh my it. my God. Is it Jesus? No, it's very much similar to these. It's very similar to these, where there's just a head at the bottom. But I'm not going to tell you what head. Are we are we allowed to mention the game? It is because it isn't the unmentionable game, no. but the head of like I can't. Chris no, 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 no. It's right. not that. That'd be awesome, but it's not that. And I I refuse to tell you until I have it and okay. I can show you. Oh my god! I and can't then wait. I, obviously we can't show it on the podcast, but maybe it can be the thumbnail. Yeah, that would be so good. Yeah, all right. I really look forward to that. And do you know what? The worst thing is, I saw these chains right. I immediately saw everyone like taking the piss online. I quite like them, you, you know. I quite yeah. like them. I really like the Knuckles one, and I really like the Sonic one. I think it is proper drip. I like it. I do. I think it's cool. Where would you ever wear yeah, that's that? What I bought. No. Where would you wear it? Whenever you wear On your the gangster chain, mate. Like whenever you wear yeah. your chain, go out with your your chain and your and your boots on. You know. Like I remember <laughs> us going out with rosary what? beads on those couple of nights out. That was a wild, wild ride, wasn't that's it? Worse, back I reckon. That's worse, I think. That's watching Jersey Shore, that was, back in the day. It was a reason to talk to <laughs> girls, though, to be fair. And <laughs> it, it worked, was, yeah, so. It worked really well. And they thought you were religious, so they thought they could trust you. Exactly. Terrible, terrible, uh, <laughs> <laughs> terrible idea. They saw your glow-in-the-dark rosary beads and thought, there's a religious man. <laughs> <laughs> Time for you to bow down, baby. And that was and that was the end of that. <laughs> oh Christ! Let's bring this podcast Wow-wee. back. Wow, we. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ! Okay, me. Sony has revealed their plans for Evo. The signups are live, and the biggest thing about this, they are free. The Evo tournaments are for Tekken Seven, Street Fighter Champion Edition, Guilty Gear Strive, and Mortal Kombat Eleven Ultimate. There's also some side tournaments. Davey, do you want to fill us in on these? Yeah, sure. So the side tournaments are Blaz Blue Cross Tag Battle, Dragon Ball Fighters, Grand Blue Fantasy versus Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme versus Maxi Boost. Gee, who the? Is it? That's not the same fighting game we played back at yours, was it, Phil? I mean, 
on that ultimate key. <laughs> I mean, I love Gundam Wing, right? Behind us, there's there's a couple of uh, figures. I've got Zero One, Sandrock. I've even got Death Scythe on the shelf. No, I, I don't think that's the same game. I think that's a, that's a much more modern one. I do need to look it up after this, though. I think that's the first time I've ever been able to hear someone's virginity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i literally <laughs> i didn't expect that little zinger then that's, thanks, great. Thanks. that's great if i could hand you another shot You're i would <laughs> skull girl second encore soul caliber six and undernight in birth so those are your evo side tournaments i think we missed one off the list though didn't we and the reason i brought you in it i haven't heard of half of these games there's one what's that them fighting herds Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, them fighting herds. So yeah, it's basically like a, a My Little Pony fighting game. That's essentially what it is. It's like a game for furries, but it's supposed to be really, really good. Oh, and we're questioning my virginity? Hey, I'm not the one who's got My Little Ponies in the background, all right? You're the one <laughs> You're the one with your mobile suit Gundams everywhere. They're not furry. They're not furry, no, but they're like the dark side of anime, all right? It's, it's, it's that kind of same level. Evo's always been... A tournament that I know historically, uh, Davey, you and me have watched. I don't know about yourself, Spencer. You've probably dipped in and out of it in the past, haven't you? And to be honest, I've I've always wanted to go and sort of watch it. As much as I'm, you know, very much been on the outskirts of, you know, fighting games the last couple of years, we did dig in deep quite a few years ago back, didn't we, Davey? Where we ran sort of tournaments across, well, in Chepstow, didn't we? And we attended uh, tournaments in Bristol. Yeah, well, we kind of attended tournaments all mm. over, didn't we? We went down to London, we went down to... We won't mention uh, that. We went down to Birmingham. <laughs> yeah, it was a wash. We got absolutely wiped. And yeah, especially like Street Fighter 4 was probably our time that we played. Like early Street Fighter 4 into Super Street Fighter 4. Those were kind of our times that we played a lot of fighting games like that. And then you kind of dropped off then and kind of went into League and stuff like that. Whereas I kind of then stuck around for Smash, Smash which I've been playing still to this day. And um, and then I've been kind of supplementing that with Mortal Kombat and Dragon Ball Fighters, and those have been kind of my games that I've been playing over the years. And uh, really sweated Dragon Ball Fighters; it was my most played game of of that year it came out. And for the entire PlayStation Four generation, actually, is my game I clocked the most hours into. I loved it for sure. You know, as you still play some of these games, will you be entering any of the tournaments yourself? Yeah, so I, I've already signed up. I've signed up for Mortal Kombat 11 and listened to the podcast uh, Willard, who we reference quite often. He signed up as well, so he's gotten into Mortal Kombat recently after me and Spencer are playing it. So we're going to give it a go. I mean, this is really exciting for me, this news, because I've always wanted to attend Evo. And with it being an online event, it does mean that games like Smash can't be included because of how bad their internet connection is, which is an actual blessing that it's not included in this because... That would just be really embarrassing to watch, especially compared to most of these games, which have rollback netcode and stuff. Even though saying that Mortal Kombat doesn't have rollback netcode, I wish it did. Nor does Dragon Ball Fighters actually, but Guilty Gear does. Guilty Gear Strive. So, and that's a major release coming out later on this month. But yeah, so I'm mega excited about it. I think it's really big news actually. This, and I think it's kind of gone a little bit underreported that Evo, there's no cost to this. Literally no cost to enter these events, and these are paid big prize money events. And there is literally no cost as long as you have a PlayStation Plus membership because that's what you need to be able to play and enter these tournaments. They're all on PS4. Call it a blessing, call it a curse. This tournament 
it's online, so you don't actually have to go to Las Vegas for this. Normally, Evo every year is held out in the States, and that that's part of the appeal for me. I would have loved to go over to the big conference center over in Vegas, you know, play a little bit over there, and of course, enjoy Las Vegas. But um, no, I, I, I'm one for tuning in. I would definitely watch some of the finals, and of course, if uh, you and Willard uh, are entering these tournaments, I'll, I'll be cheering you boys on. I say I'll be cheering you boys on. I'll be cheering Willard on, let's be real. Um, Spence, how about yourself? Uh, well, I play quite a lot of these games, or I have anyway. Uh, obviously, I still play Mortal Kombat now, but I haven't played it as much lately. Same as Davey, I, although we really should, not going to lie. Uh, Smash is in there. Thank fuck for that. I love Smash. It's probably my most played game of all time, but I do not want to watch it in a 100 millisecond ping. I'd much rather it not be there, so I'm glad it's not. But I haven't signed up for it. And I don't know if I will. I know it'd be fun, but I just feel like I haven't put enough time in the Mortal Kombat lately. And that is the game that I would enter on. So maybe if I played a bit soon, I might sign up sometime uh, close to now. But for now, I'm good. For now, I don't think I'm doing anything. But it is it is big news. I'm really happy that this is kind of included in the partnership between Evo and Sony. It does make you wonder, doesn't it? Like, with next year, we'll go back, I imagine, to in-person events. I wonder what Sony are going to do then in terms of being able to kind of have this kind of partnership that they've got now. Obviously, with an online ecosystem, this works really, really well for the for the branding because it's all through, like, the Evo and PlayStation website. It's all kind of so linked up to what they've been doing already with the Mortal Kombat tournaments that we've talked about on a few different episodes of this podcast. And it's kind of just carrying on from that with prizes and then leading into the full Evo bracket, which is all using the same system they've already used for all this time. It's kind of like being a test bed without realising it, which is something that I was talking about before on an earlier podcast. Sony must absolutely love it because Evo has always been and will continue to be the premier place to play fighting games. And I'm just scrolling through the website now as, as you list them off, Davey. And all the games, bar one, I think, yep, te- bar Tekken, are played on PlayStation major deal no one likes to hear someone just tout off when they're right but i'm not very right very often on this podcast and this is one of them and i called i called this and said this would be a big deal and this is something that i thought helped them win the playstation 4 generation and they doubled down on it and especially with this partnership now and having it work like this i am interested to see what will happen next year and see what they're going to do to kind of give something back to the playstation community is it going to be a case they have all the same kind of run-up of tournaments and they run those all year round just for kind of keeping the community alive on PlayStation, keeping them kind of linked to that platform. Uh, and they give prize money away and then in Evo it's just a normal event. I'm not sure, but I think that's what's going to be really interesting to see. What would be nice is if they continued this where they would have sort of knockout tournaments to sort of gain entry into the the, tourn- the live tournament in Las Vegas and, and potentially have some reductions in, you know... M- maybe accommodation or you know subsidized uh, flights for people that rate highly within the tournaments yeah that would be cool that'd be really cool wouldn't it for them to like sponsor they they like get in there on like a playstation plus kind of uh, sponsorship or something i'm at that would be great imagine richard branson you know he, he's just turned on the mps we trust uh, podcast and he's listening through he's already tweeted in about his favorite host being phil and he's like you boys are onto something. He's sponsoring a plane. He's flying them over to Las Vegas, getting Virgin branding all over it with Sony. That'd be incredible, wouldn't it? Be amazing. And there'd be no Smash players, so it wouldn't stink. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Well, seeing as we were just speaking about fighting games, 
we may as well move on to the next bit of quick news, which is about a brand new fighter, My Hero Academia, is apparently rumoured to be in works with Arc System. It's supposed to be a 2v2 with one assist game, neutral heavy gameplay, stage transitions, it says transactions on the post, but that's clearly wrong. It's visually similar to Guilty Gear Strive and Dragon Ball Fighters, and the roster consists of both playable and assist-only characters. That's strange. That's strange having assist-only characters, but it does interest me so fucking much. What about you boys? For me, I will pop off if this is real. So this is rumored to be happening at E3. So I don't know which conference that's gonna that's gonna go into. I mean, it might fall into one of our predictions we're making later on in a later topic when we cover our E3 predictions. But I already said I was a massive fan of Dragon Ball Fighters. And Dragon Ball is my favorite IP. That's my favorite IP of anything. I love Dragon Ball more than anything else. And having that as a fighting game and it'd be one of the best fighting games I've ever played in my life was a dream come true. So having that for my hero, which I adore. It's huge. It's huge. It's massive. It's massive. It's huge. And especially as we haven't had like any new Marvel vs. Capcoms, we just erase Infinite from our minds. We haven't had any Marvel vs. Capcoms in a long time. And so having another like team-based fighter, and if it's 2v2 like this says, that's so hype. I am so down for this. I can't wait to have a team of Midoriya and All Might. Just the most generic team I was gonna ever. Ask that. It's got to be done. Or if I can, if I can, if he's included, I have a guess what my team's going to be. You'll have to look at the tier list first to find out who's rated the best. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then make your choices afterwards, I would. I, would, I wouldn't go out on a limb just like that. You know, I got to go for the guys that the poster boys. That's always that's always my thing. Who would you say would be my team, Spence? Apparently, the roster of it has leaked, so I have a list of the roster that could be included. So the characters they say it says not all of them will be playable, but these are all the characters that feature in the game. And it's Midoriya, Bakugo, Todoroki, Yudaraka, Ida, Kirishima, Asui, Eraserhead, All Might, Endeavor, Mirio, Nejir, Tamaki. It says Endeavor again, I don't know why. Gang Orca, Mirko, Hawks, Best Genist, Edgeshot, Fatgum, Pixie Bop, Shigaraki, Toga, Dabi, and Colleen. I don't know Pixie Bob or Colleen, I think, but I know the rest of them. Out of those, what do you reckon my team is? All Might? Yeah, standard. Easy. Yeah, 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 of course. I thought you'd have an All Might Endeavor team. He's got it. He's nailed it. Yeah, that's definitely my team. That would be my team, frame one. Have the two big number one and number two heroes as my as my team. Get the fire, get the strength, get that cheeky smile in every time. Every every single time I start a game, say "Don't fear, for I am here." Every time you sit down next to someone, <laughs> oh, I cannot wait! I'm gonna pop off. I reckon, Spence, your team is gonna be Go back ago. Okay. And then I reckon you're going to supply that with Midoriya. Because I know Midoriya is your boy. Midoriya is your favorite. Deku Deku is the boy. Bakugo's mad. I don't think I'll have Bakugo. No? I can imagine. Unless, unless it comes out he's best in the game, I don't think I'll have Bakugo. I think I would have Midoriya and Midio. Okay. All right. So, okay. So you go one million. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Le million, mate. Le million. Fair. What about you, Phil? <laughs> Not a clue what you boys are thinking about or talking about here. You want to watch it. It's really good. <laughs> Yeah, talking about my virginity when I talked about Gundam Wing. and (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure some of our listeners have switched off. (laughs) (laughs) But even so, we'll see what happens with this by the next episode. Yeah, hopefully. So that leads me into the next bit of quick news that I want to talk about, which is Battlefield. So there's 
a Battlefield live event, which is happening on June 9th. So a couple of days before E3. I'm a massive Battlefield fan. I'm really hyped. And I was going to ask you guys what you kind of wanted from the series. If you wanted it to be, you know, um, modern day or if you wanted it to be kind of the World War II, World War I style. But there's been screenshots that are leaked today, actually, which have shown it's a modern combat game. Okay. So just like Battlefield 4, just like Battlefield 3, I'm mega hyped to see something about this. I really can't wait for that event. And so we'll be talking about this in the next episode for sure. All I want is I hope they don't even announce a new Battlefield game, which I know they will. <laughs> Just give it's us Battlefield. Battlefield. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, don't announce a new game, though. All they need to announce, Battlefield 3 make. <laughs> That's all I want. Can you imagine? That's all I want. It's the best Battlefield game. I would sigh so much if it was called 3 make. I would, uh, I'd... Battlefield 3 make. I feel like I had a stroke. You know, my face just like, oh, no. It'd be fantastic. So, boys, on a recent Sony financial report, someone noticed that Uncharted 4 was listed to be coming out on PC. How do you boys feel about this? I know we spoke about it in the past on a on a previous uh, podcast about more PlayStation titles sort of shifting uh, to PC. I, I obviously welcome this shift. How about you guys? Well, I mean, I'm a PC player as well, so I'm more, I'm more than welcome it. And Uncharted 4 is an absolutely phenomenal game. So it's it's a very good choice. Would you have started with Uncharted 4, though, out of the series? It's a hard one to jump in on, I think. It very much is. And seeing as the trilogy exists, I don't understand why they would start with 4. I guess maybe it's... So if people enjoy 4, they would go back to the first 3. And in doing so, they'd have to be on PlayStation. I, th- I think with 4, though, from from the people I speak to and, and what I see on Twitter, it's very Marmite. Uncharted 4, you either love it or hate it, you know, there's there's no in-between with that, you know, but if you if you started on an earlier title and you could build up and you could see that progression, you'd probably understand why the series took that took that change of pace slightly. Davey, how, how do you feel about it? I'm glad you mentioned that because, yeah, Uncharted 4 works because you've got the other three games behind it. So a lot of the best parts of Uncharted 4 are the, fr- are the throwbacks, like the attic part in Uncharted 4. That's one of the best bits of the entire game. And that's a throwback to the previous three games. I think it's really weird. Now, the only rationale I can think of is that the Uncharted trilogy is on PlayStation Now. So there is a potential there for that PC players could stream those games now if they wanted to. Maybe that's their window. It doesn't make an awful lot of sense to me, though. I would have thought they'd put out the Uncharted trilogy that was redone by Bluepoint on PS4. That's what I think they'd go with and bang that on there. It makes perfect sense to me. But could it be down to the reason, obviously, Uncharted 4 is the most modern game? You know, it's, it's probably the easiest to port based yeah. on using newer technology, which are probably more similar to PC. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, with the, with, with the new ones they did for, from Bluepoint, I think it'd probably be pretty easy going forward now in the future. Um, it's not like it's stuck on the cell processor or anything. You know, I've got no inside knowledge on that. But if anyone wants to, you know, drop me a DM that works over there on the Uncharted series they're open for you but yeah i I think it's a smart business decision i think like we said before in the podcast really not to stay too long on this the the more stuff that they can bring over to pc years after its launch and i mean like years later the better you don't want to have it like kind of day and date like xbox are doing and you don't want to have it so it's got like a defined end date before it comes over to pc but doing these kind of casual drops really really good this was exactly what we we sort of came to when um, I think it was Potato Chief that sort of came on on the show, wasn't it? And we were talking about sort of how late do we sort of wait for a game to sort of be released on other platforms? You know, I sort of mentioned about you know 
I think it was Walking Dead was my example, sort of coming to other platforms outside the people who sort of made it. And I, I think for Uncharted 4, it's, it's about the right time because everyone who's got a PlayStation will have played that game, who's yeah. wanting to, right? It's true. You're not randomly yeah. going to pick it up anymore. I, I, yeah, it's a very weird choice. It does make sense because obviously a lot of people that wanted to have played it will have played it. But it has been five years. This game came out on the 10th of May 2016. That's a long time for them to just chuck it on PC now. And obviously, if they're going to do it, it's probably one of the better games to put on PC. But five years is quite long. Well, as we know, it's already been out on PS Plus, hasn't it? So pretty much everyone who hasn't bought it has had the opportunity to play it free. So why why not move it to PC? So boys, now we're on to our main topics, or as I like to call it, long news. And seeing as I played Horizon recently, I'll lead with the first topic, which is the Horizon State of Play. So obviously, PlayStation and Sony did a State of Play for the new Horizon Forbidden West and showed off new gameplay, how it looked, and then afterwards released a 4K trailer of the whole thing. Jesus. That game in 4K, the water swimming around looking at the plants. Ooh. That game is beautiful. What do you boys think of this game and of the state of play? Well, we all watched it together, didn't we? We watched it uh, on Twitch. Yeah, I, I feel the same as you. It, it's a game to get excited for. You know, we got treated to a 14-minute preview um, showing us the sequel where uh, Aloy explores the Pacific coast. We saw footage of her swimming around, which was absolutely amazing. We saw the San Francisco, you know, shots of the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, And of course, we got introduced to some of the new creatures. We saw machine-based boars, turtles, and of course, that woolly mammoth. That fight. The Tremor Tusk, mate. Crazy. The Tremor Tusk. Yeah. Honestly, it blew me away. Loved all the underwater stuff. She came out, fought the mammoth, thought that's all cool really really good the destructible environments looked amazing the way that when the, one of the shots from that tremor tusk hit that stone that stone little wall she was hiding behind and a crack appeared in it thought oh my god that's really nice then the the elephant like smashed through that stone broke it all apart i thought oh this is brilliant this looks amazing and then the thing i popped off for was the melee combat because the melee combat yeah. looks like it's had a major overhaul and that was one of the weakest parts to me of the original horizon zero dawn so seeing that get improved a major major turn on for me that's funny because you know that's probably 90 percent of what i experienced with the original game was the melee combat so yeah no i'm quite looking forward to that sort of upgrade um what did you think about you know the, the was it like the way she was like traversing all the kind of like terrain that was incredible that was mind-blowing it was really good but it was you know it was intentional gameplay it was an intentional segment they shown for the for the state of play that like travel the way it's kind of executed probably won't be like that throughout the majority of the game you don't think so probably not that was a very like cinematic sequence that they showed but aren't they all they are but i think parts of that will probably be like that specific story segments and side quest segments and all that but most of the time when you're out of certain scenarios i can't imagine it looking quite that good or fluid Going back to, you know, a game we, we previously mentioned, which was Uncharted 4, you know, there's there's lots of set pieces in there where you would get, like, uh, 
um, and uh, a portion of the game where you will will tra- traverse loads of different obstacles and it just flows, doesn't it? It looks yeah. beautiful. So I'm expecting to see the same thing within a Horizon. I completely disagree with you, Spence. I think it's going to be like that for the entire game because the way she scanned the environment and then it showed her immediately every single climbable point in there and highlighted them in yellow. What would be the point in having that system in there if there wasn't loads of stuff climbable throughout the environment? And I think with the tools that she's got in terms of like the new kind of hand glider to get back down, it shows that there's a lot more verticality compared to the, what there was in the original game, which was quite flat, really. Do you know what it really reminded me of? Which is, which is quite an arc back, right? It's Mirror's Edge. There was just something about the movement in the way that she saw things glow. And then as soon as you got to them, you could like move over things much easier. It had that kind of Mirror's Edge aspect to it in the free running. That's, where, that's what flicked up in my mind when I saw that. Do you know what came to mind was Last of Us 2? Like how wow. context sensitive everything is? Kind of everything that she was kind of climbing up or going over or everything. It was like all different animations. It was like the way that she was like landing was slightly different or the way she was like getting up here was slightly different. And it just reminded me of that level of um, attention to detail first party PlayStation Studio games have. Obviously, you've got to think, right, all these studios, they're all internally competing, of course. If Naughty Dog raised the bar with Last of Us 2, which they did, all the other teams are going to think, we got to do this now, right? We're going to war. It's going to become the standard, isn't it? You know, Naughty Dog has introduced that level of context sensitivity uh, within the last verse two, and now we expect it in every game. If we're not seeing that, that's going to be weird from now on, isn't it? Yeah. See, the difference there is that Last of Us and Last of Us Part Two and Horizon and Horizon Two are such very different games. Granted, they're all first party, yeah, but Horizon is very much a free roam type of game, whereas Last of Us really isn't. I can't imagine them having such cinematic sequences and all that like Last of Us and like they showed in State of Play throughout the entirety of the game. But I will say it's funny that you boys compared it to other games that it reminds you of, because for me it reminded me of Breath of the Wild, which just with the hand glider. That was basically it. Okay. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see it with the, with the hand glider especially, because like for, for all of the problems that I have with Breath of the Wild, and I've got quite a few of them, in terms of the verticality and the freedom that you get with your tools, it's amazing, right? It's you can climb incredible. literally everything if you have the stamina for it. You can climb anything. Yeah, it's brilliant. And so with this, obviously, it's a little bit set back from that because you've got to scan to be able to see what you can climb, right? So there's going to be obviously clear things. But what that means is that there's going to be set animations that are tied to that. So it's going to feel a little bit more impressive, I think, from that aspect. Whereas with Link... It's just the same kind of climbing animation on whatever you're doing. It just looks exactly the same. And you get to the top, uh, 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 jump off, <laughs> hang glide. It's exactly the same. There's like no difference. The, the world's dead. There's nothing there. It's um, it's going to feel like a totally different bar to, to Breath of the Wild, in my opinion. I mean, Christ, this is a controversial opinion. I prefer Horizon Zero Dawn to Breath of the Wild anyway. I think it, they released at the same time. And I, the one I thought was good, the, the other I thought was excellent. Do you not think it might be an upgradable skill, though, the way Aloy scans the, you know, uh, the environment? Do you think that's kind of an early section of the game that we were sort of previewed to? Of course, we saw 14 minutes, didn't we, in State of Play? Do you think that's an early 14 minutes where you're just getting introduced to the kind of dynamics within the game and sort of maybe later on she might see those automatically as opposed to have to scan for them? 
Yeah, I could definitely see something like that. I mean, like you think about Phil when we played when we played Horizon Zero Dawn, the way you start that game and how you end it in terms of your arsenal, your skills, your armor, everything is so vastly different in experience. Do you mean you can take over monsters at the end? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is that. There is that. That is in the game, believe it or not. But yeah, I, I think like all of it, like the way you approach encounters and the way that we, when you see like the T-Rex for the first time, that's a real threat, right? That, Spence, that was in the trailer, all right? It's on the box art, I think, for the game. I got it digital, fam, what you say in. Oh, my God, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's not a spoiler. Spencer might t- need to take his headphones off for the rest of this. Then. Jesus. No, but when you, see, when you see that, right, for the first time, you think, Jesus <laughs> Christ, and it would just source you. But by the end game, you know exactly, you've got all the tools to, like, really take care of it and use all its arsenal against itself, and it just changes the entire way that game works. When you see it, though... And this isn't a spoiler for Spencer. You do get to take over creatures towards the end. I did, and <laughs> and seeing that T Rex, it becomes an asset to you, and it doesn't become like a threat anymore. Yeah, you see it and you think, oh, brilliant! There's one of those there, and I can use it in X Y Z. Yeah, and that and that and that's how Horizon sort of changes throughout the the journey that the game takes you on. Yeah, I think sure. that's really well said. Really well said. Considering we're halfway through the year now. I'm very surprised we didn't get a date. Yeah. And me. I'm very surprised we didn't get a date. I'm very I'm very upset we didn't get a date. There's there's an article that I'm going to be bringing up later on in this podcast for a separate topic, but in that article, they do explain that they're hopeful for it to come out this year and that the team are on track. It's it's holiday season, isn't it? But that's what they're predicting uh, yeah. within the article, so hopefully this year any thoughts on dates, boys? Oh, is this a this is a drinks type of thing? Of course. Oh, and no one can. So if 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 I say like October and and Spencer goes November, David, you can't just go October, okay? Are we? Or, or you can't just go. Oh, just the end of October. I'm saying I'm saying a week period. Pull your calendars up, boys. We're going within a week. I'm I'm saying straight. I'm straight saying now. Uh, December seventh to December fourteenth. That late? Yeah. Well, Mate, well, it's well. June and we don't have a date. Kind of Bridge of Spirits was supposed to be out last month or like three months ago. I'm I'm saying December seventh to fourteenth, either that or 2022. Okay, I'm gonna go the week of Black Friday in the USA, so 26th of November that week. So that is the 22nd of November to the 28th. I'm going that week. I'm going to go. They're gonna hit you on Black Friday, and they're gonna say, buy a PlayStation Five with this game. There's your bundle. I'm thinking around a similar time frame to yourself, Phil. So I originally would have said it's going to come out either between the 27th and 29th, right? Either Wednesday to Friday release. But because I can't go for a couple of those dates in that kind of time period, I'm going to bring it back a little bit. And I'm going to say it's going to be the week of the... I reckon it's going to be a 13th of October. October? week. Yeah. Wow. Definitely October. I reckon it's definitely October. I think you don't want to go November. Because you're competing with Call of Duty, and that's True. just a totally suicide game, though, isn't it? Yeah, but you know, no game wants to come out at the same time as Call of Duty. No chance, especially no with the does. stuff that we're going to get announced like next week at E3. Like, you you don't want to be competing in that space. If not that, then like you said, Spence, I reckon it'd be pushed to 2022, come out in the spring. The last one was released, I think, 
in the March? February. February, was it? Yeah, it was. I'll tell you the exact date. The 28th of February, 2017. So, yeah, last day of February. So, yeah, I, I can see it. I can see it being pushed back to that time frame, but I think they need it this year to, to kind of tail off the year. Yeah. So how many So how many bets are you having here, Davey? You mentioned three or four dates there. Which one are you going to go for? I'm going to go for, I'm going to go for the date in October that I mentioned. <laughs> Spreading your deck there, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. I'll no, go I'm somewhere gonna... in November, October, probably next year, <laughs> year after maybe, potentially. The week of Monday the 11th to Monday the 18th. That week okay. of October. Let's, let's say it. If none of us get it right, we all do a shot. So Whoever gets it right doesn't have to do it. Deals deals one each to the other boys. Yeah, so it's just whoever gets it right is saved. Otherwise, we all do one. And a bit Deal. of a side bet. Do we think this could be the first themed PS5? Ready for Christmas? No. No. 100% no. no. Yeah, no, no shot. No Not shot. even a themed handset? No. <laughs> No, yeah, I gotta say no as well. I don't think they'll do themed handsets without consoles. Yeah, I think they'll kind of bundle them in together, don't you? Yeah, makes sense. No, no chance. If you want to take that bet, though, I'll go with it. I'll it's gonna happen. I mean, yeah, I'll take that too. I'll I take mean, that bet. I mean, it's gonna happen at a point, isn't it? Definitely. And why wouldn't they want to do it? One of their biggest titles for Christmas. Because you can't make normal ones, mate. Let's take the bet then, Phil. <laughs> Let's take the I'm bet. Not, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely that not that confident. Yeah, I'll take that bet. You'll be punching yourself if it happens there. I know. So as we know, obviously, I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn recently. And like you said, Davey, about the melee combat, I so far in the original game have found the melee combat to just be kind of tedious. I'm still trying to use it when I can, but the animations suck. The heavy attack is really fucking slow. And the light attack is fast enough, but it's a boring animation. It's like the final boss in Spider-Man 1 on the PS4. I hated that boss, not going to lie to you. But until you upgrade it so you can knock off armor, melee is basically useless in the first one. And now, after watching the state of play for the second game, I kind of just don't want to use the bow. I kind of only want to run up to stuff and smack it. Smack it as much as I can. What did you think about how she like attached that consumable to the end of her staff and then like stabbed him with it? I love it. I think it's brilliant and it looked really cool. The thing that I noticed when it happened in the state of play was that it paused the world around her because she was about to get attacked by that kind of brute enemy and she literally just stopped everything going on, took 10 minutes to put a little thing in her staff and smack the ground and just ignored the enemy's animation, which seems seems a little bit a little bit strong. But it makes sense. It seems like a very cinematic game, and that is just one of the animations included, I suppose. I think it's one of those things, like, the first time it happens, you're going to be in awe. You're going to be like, wow, that was incredible. Second time it happens, you'll be like, that was good. Third time it happens, you might be like, bored of this. Don't need this to happen every single time I use one of these consumables. And then by the end of it, you'll be like, I don't want to use this unless I absolutely need to use it. Because it just takes me out of the game. I think I would entirely use it for the purpose that I just mentioned, where it if you're going to take a hit, it can save you from taking that hit. And sure. that is it. That's probably the only time I would use it. Yeah, I don't think that would bother me too much, to be honest with you. Because, you know, you've got to think, like, with Spider-Man Miles Morales, there's, like, certain powers you use where things, like, kind of go all cinematic or whatever. And it's never really bothered me too much, you know? Like, you know, when you use that massive power surge that you do, it's, uh, you guys know what I mean, the move where he, like, explodes. Like, 
it's very cinematic and all, but that never bothered me using that. I never thought, oh god, this is going on for ages. This animation, I love it. I love all these animations. And you do like the flashy ultra in Street Fighter Four. I love which it. You go for, and that takes about twenty minutes out of the game. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, I love all that oh, stuff. Right, really punching and oh, takes forever. Clearly, we're all very excited for this tile. We all look forward to playing it. Are you planning on pre-ordering it? And if so, physical or digital? Oh, oh, Phil. Well. I enjoyed the original so much. I got one of these things. I can't remember what they're called. I think they're called platinums, where you like complete a hundred percent of the game. And I, and I did that sure. for the original, which is a mark of honor, isn't it, for me to actually get a platinum on a game? So yes, I'll be pre-ordering this game one hundred percent. Don't know about collector's edition or anything like that, because sure. my, as you can see, my shelves are rather stacked with um, Virgin toys. <laughs> so kindly put it earlier um so i think i might need to cut down on those but we'll see i'll probably i'll obviously go physical because i like to have the, the game up on the shelf um but not sure about the collects edition just yet we'll have to see what's included but i'm not interested as a as i'm normally not interested in any of the kind of dlc that comes with it initially as like a power upgrade or you know yeah buy this early and get x armor or x weapon you know i want to play the game as we say, as the developers intended it, I don't need I don't need any power ups to start off with. What about like a little steel book? Yeah, a little steel book to go on the side would be nice, or a, you know, an art book. You know, I think I appreciate those as a collector's art edition books are good. a little bit more than figures these days because oh, I've just got too much. Davy, I'm interested to hear your opinion on your pre order because, as you said before, you might switch to digital because Shop Two's been fucking you in the ass. Yeah. So, what's your plan? Like Phil said. I adored the first one, really, really fell in love with it. It took me kind of out of surprise. Now, I had an art book with my original copy of the game, and a great little art book, loved it. But I never got the collector's edition. I never got the figure that came with it. I really want a figure of Aloy. I think she's an amazing character. I'd love to have her in my shelf. The question is, Davey, which Aloy would you want, though? Because I've seen a number of images going around Twitter. Do you want the standard muscular Aloy? Or do you want the, the feminized, covered in Mac makeup Aloy? Oh god, I hate that image so much. You I want love the, it, mate. I want the Aloy with the shades on. I love that <laughs> image. I think that's the best image ever. Um, no, I, I, I just think this, this is a game that, as long as the Collect's Edition is priced sensibly, I would have gone for the game that can't be named Collect's Edition, right? But the problem is that was like £299 or something. It's a ridiculous price. for. It's ridiculous, yeah. It's ridiculous. It's so The model's the boring as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's just it's Chris. boring in a coat. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah, I'd love to have that in my collection, but it's not worth that amount of money. So if the collection collects edition comes in at like, you know, £169.99 or something, yeah, cool, I'll go for that. But if it's like bordering on 200 it's got to be something really special to get me to do that. But if not, if it's not collector's edition, I probably will end up going digital, you know, just so I can start it a day earlier. It, it all depends. I'll have to wait and see. I'm sure we're going to cover this later on in the podcast as we kind of hear news. But what are you thinking, Spence? What, what are your kind of initial thoughts? I have the game. I'm loving the game digital, obviously. But because I'm loving it so much, I'm enjoying it as much as I am, I do wish I had a physical copy just because games that I really love, I prefer to have the physical copy of them. Especially great PlayStation exclusives, because then I can sell them and I still make a bit of money when I'm done. I I very much want to go physical. I'm definitely going to pre-order it. I don't know 
if I'm going to go higher than the standard edition. Obviously, I haven't finished the base game yet. That will 100% influence my decision on what I do for the second game by the time I finish it. I don't think I would ever go collector's edition unless, like, unless it came with the little scanner she has on her head and it worked. <laughs> then I don't know. <laughs> That'd be yeah. amazing, wouldn't it? We'd all love that, that, wouldn't we? I'd 100% buy collectors in that in that case. But I, similar to Phil, I don't have a lot of room. I have one shelf or like one kind of little table kind of thing where I have all my stuff and it's fucking cramped. It is cramped up there. So standard edition for me, probably. Listeners, this is probably a good time for you. What are you thinking about this? Did the Horizon State of Play blow you away like it did for us? Are you interested in picking the scheme up day one? And if so, would you go collect edition or would you go for something else? Let us know right into the email pswetrust at gmail.com or join us on reddit um, the url will be of course in the description below or of course hit us up on twitter at in pswetrust or at our individual twitters which will be in the description below and also feel free to leave a review on apple podcasts or if you see me in solo queue reach out i'm always <laughs> happy to chat so boys i'd like to congratulate you both this is the second time we've got a prediction right god of war Shock horror has been delayed. <gasps> no. No way. Oh my god. Whoever guessed that? Reading into this, uh, this has been affected by access to performance capture and talent. Uh, unfortunately, Santa Monica needs a little bit of extra time to make God of War the excellent game that we're all expecting. How do you boys feel about this? It's fucking obvious, isn't it? <laughs> we, we knew. The second they said 2021, we all thought, grow up. You fucking liars. I know. We know. Well, consider- we know this game's coming out December 2022. <laughs> Considering the amount of, you know, visuals that we've seen from this game, I think we've probably seen a logo, haven't we? It was a blue, the blue homage sign, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, that was the it, Omega sign. That's, yeah. that's all we've seen from it. So consider- considering that, I, I wasn't hopeful that it was going to be coming out this year. Um, and in the article I was reading, there's a lot of crossover and kind of like clash with Horizon coming out sort of towards the end of the year. I think we mentioned holiday season. Um, so they've got to get their timings right at the end of the day, haven't they? And not have these games uh, released at the same time because they'll be competing for the same space. Well, this was always the thing, wasn't it? So when we looked at the release calendar for this year, we knew it was stacked, right? Because, you, you know, you got Returnal, you got uh, Ratchet, you got they were expecting Gran Turismo to come out at the same time, which obviously has been pushed into next year, as we know. And Yeah, no chance. Yeah, there's no chance that was coming out ever. Uh, not this year, probably not even next year. With Horizon and then God of War, like that's a ridiculous amount of games for the first year. There was no chance... The God of War was coming out. We were saying this since day one of the podcast. We've been saying that. And so it's nice to be right. And I'm not gutted about it because it was obvious. I would have been really surprised if it had been the other way. Bittersweet, really, isn't it? Because if Sony have just properly kept it undercover and they just had this, this proper banger of a game leading up towards the end of the year, you'd be shocked by it because it's never happened, has it? In my time. No, and this is the thing. We said this after the the PlayStation 5 reveal event, actually. we I think we all were in agreement on this, which is quite rare for this podcast, but we're all in agreement that it didn't need to be shown. Like, there was literally yeah. no reason for it because the actual live event was so good that it didn't Busted. need it at all. They just chucked it on there just because they bang it on there. People are going to ask about it. Instead of doing the smart thing, which is stay quiet, maybe announce it now 
like E3 time, announce it now, out next year, everyone would have still popped off. Would have been the game of the whole show. Yeah. At the end of the day, they are giving the fans what they want, aren't they, by announcing the next God of War? Because every PlayStation fanboy wants the next God of War, right? Uh I don't care too much. I do. I, I'm mega it's hyped the on this. Main, it's the main PlayStation game, isn't it? It's the title you look for in PlayStation. Yeah, I'd say so. I would say. No. I would say. Nah. What would you say is then, Spence? Last of Us, mate. Hmm. That's, that's just, a tricky one. Last of Us, easy. I don't know if it's been around as long, though, really. You know, God of Wars, obviously. How many no, times? No, yeah. yeah. It's know, got a long, it's, it's it's got a long legacy all the way back to PS2, God of War. Right, you know, but personally... It's Last of Us, my favourite game of all time, you know. And God of War, phenomenal game. I was a bit bored by the end, so, you know. It's it's not my favourite title either, Spence, to be honest, but I still see it as having that reach that no other game has got on PlayStation. I think people buy a PlayStation to play God of War. It's that type of title, I believe. I totally agree with you, Phil. I agree with you, but I wouldn't have. I mean, I mean, God of War. God of War was my second favorite game of of PS4. I love, I loved it. I absolutely adored that game. I thought it was phenomenal. What was um, your third? Third, I can't remember offhand. I don't remember either. Weird that. I think it's a game I can't mention. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think you're trying to tuck me up there. I didn't fall yeah, for I it. Yeah, I rate that film. I, I, I had just film. forgotten. You know, old age and all that. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Of course, course, yeah. course, course, course. I love that. I love Good that. Effort. that was Good effort. Good effort. But reacted so quick. But yeah. I... I'm like you said, it's bittersweet, right? Because it's nice to know it's in development, but at the same time, it's fucking obvious it's in development. So why even talk about it? It's not like as if you're talking about a series. It's not as if you're talking about like Colony Wars, right? Hasn't been seen since PlayStation One, or you're talking about Gex the Gecko, or you're talking about some random bollocks that we haven't seen for such a long time that nobody would think is in development, right? This is God of War. It's like saying, oh, by the way. We're, we're developing The Last of Us 3. It's like, I fucking know you are. Of course you are. What's the point in even saying you're actually doing something with it yet when you could hold off, hang fire, and then have maybe an eight-month press cycle instead of a, a two-year press cycle? It's just ridiculous. I think you've had the opposite view on a, on a, on a previous topic, Davey. You know, when we were talking about the game, we can't mention the fourth version of it. Because you were saying on a previous uh, podcast that they've kind of mentioned too much now. They've shot themselves in the foot. What they should have done is announced it and gone black, which is exactly what they've done for God of War here. They've they've kind of announced it. They've given you a, a little teaser. And that's it. That's all we know about it. It would be nice. It would be nice if it did release this year, wouldn't it? It would be crazy if they just like properly went dark on it. I don't know. I don't think I'd care. Like you're not a fan. No, you're I'd not care. a fan I'd of play it. it. Right? I'm not a fan of it. You're no. not a fan of it. But I can see the appeal of it, right? Davy, Davy loves this game. Yeah, I would pre- I'd pre-order it and get it, but I I prefer it being next year. I think the game's the year's too stacked. I'd rather it be next year. And for Davy, he doesn't want all that lead up because it just spoils the game for him. Yeah, you know, you would go blackout on this regardless if they were talking about it in the media, wouldn't you? hundred percent. Yeah, I don't want to know anything. I literally don't want to see a single thing. So really, this is a perfect launch for you so far, apart from the delay. I guess so. I guess so. The, the The problem is, right, that I'll let myself watch the first trailer, right? I'll let myself do that. And and after that, then, I'm I'm out. I'm gone, right? So for, like, the game that can't be mentioned, the latest one that came out, I, I can't... I Unfortunately for this podcast, we're covering it so close that I had to watch everything. But I wouldn't have watched a single thing about that after the first initial trailer. 
but I do feel like Capcom handled it re- really well. They and did. I don't feel like they there did. was any they spoilers did. there, right? But really most well. development companies don't have that level, you know, level of kind of like caution that maybe Capcom showed with this specific title. Yeah, exactly. And so that's always the worry. But I suppose they're not speaking to me, right? They've already got my money. So they've already got my money with God of War. It's everyone else that they need to convince, right? The people that are on the fence, like like the like Spencers, me. the like Phils, me. yeah, like those people that are like have played the first one that maybe didn't vibe with them a hundred percent. They don't, they're not at the same level as you know, like me with it, and so they need that bit of convincing. Now, my argument to this is that when you got such a strong event for the launch of your console, why shoot every bullet you got? Why not keep a, a killer bullet there? For when you need it. Like, there's going to be an event coming up soon around E3 time. There's bound to be, right? There's been no official word or anything yet. There's bound to be. You need to have something in there that's going to be big. Like we've all learned, you keep your magnum to the end. Exactly. You don't don't fire (laughs) those shots early. That's big. Yeah, you don't waste those on random fodder enemies. You save that for a boss. And and this is the time. You've got, like, you've got Xbox going to be going out now, and we're going to talk about this on the next topic, but got xbox going to be going out there kind of winning the the show of, of e3 without a doubt without competition really sony aren't there this is something that even if they didn't have a trailer done they could use that teaser now and it would have been just as effective as when they did it at the end of the last conference because they would be like oh my god the first time we're hearing about god of war whereas now they the next time they have to show it they have to show gameplay it's true why why waste that i just don't understand that at all do you remember when games they used to bundle a demo of a game that wasn't out yet? Yeah, yeah, with it? I love that. I think it. Was, I think it was like Metal Gear. I had, and it was like it was with Zone of the Enders. Zone of the Enders. You had Metal Gear, so you would buy a shit game so you could have the demo of the game you really wanted. You had the tanker yeah. section of Metal Gear Solid Two, didn't it. you? That was it. That was it. I yeah, bought it for I remember that. Those days. Imagine that Horizon comes out and they're like. There might be a bit of God of War in this. Oh, that would be, no, <laughs> be so smart. I know it's, I, I know it's never going to happen, right? It'd be so smart. That'd be fantastic. They did that with, um, I think God of War 3 had a demo disc you could get with another game. And I remember people trying to exploit the demo disc because I think it had the full game inside of it. Oh, no. And people tried finding ways to hack it and they couldn't. Oh, wow. So many people tried hacking that disc and they could not do it. I suppose you don't really get it anymore because, of course, I think... When, it was PS2. When, yeah, PS2, so you didn't really have the access to the internet that you've got now, right? Demos are just free. They just come out all the time, don't they? Yeah. You know, but I, I, I always enjoyed those times. You know, when you'd find something time. extra in a game and you'd be like, I've got two games. That's like six months of playing, really, because you wouldn't have the access that we have now, you know? That was literally the time where if you were a gamer, you really wanted to buy the PlayStation magazines as well because they would come with that little square paper case with a disc in it and you'd get like 18 demos of games coming out in the next year and you'd just be like oh my god i've got so much to play but really you didn't have anything to play they're all demos that was the biggest way i'd influence my purchasing decisions back then is because i'd be like right well i'm reading all these different articles about games i'll wait for the demo that happened loads and that didn't always go in my favor i, I had a game before uh, i think it's called dark sector i could be wrong though it's this game where there's this guy and he's got this um he's got this like boomerang uh thing that he like threw it's like this controllable boomerang and it was terrible the demo oh demo was incredible right incredible demo and i bought it day one actually pre-ordered it and picked it up and it was shockingly bad i'll tell you what mate 
you've actually referenced back to the last episode. Do you remember when we mentioned Haze? Yeah. With the orange, ma- the yeah. yellow mask cracked, and I said in that game, I thought in that game you could throw a boomerang and control it with the dual dual shot. Yeah. With the six axis, it wasn't. It was Dark Sector. Oh, really? No way. That really? boomerang. Right. I've just looked it up right now. That game, you controlled the boomerang with the six axis. That's the game where you could do it. I think I think the funny thing was though, where they put more development time into the demo to sell the games, and then when you got the game, it was a pile of shit. Well, the problem was it would just be it's a vertical slice, isn't it? So you see in a limited section of the game, so they show you probably the best part, and then you buy the game, you're like, oh god, yeah. this is terrible. Yeah. Whereas I remember when I had the demo for God of War three, and what they did was they had a section of the games early, but they had all the end game weapons. Oh, and yes. so you were so busted, but it was just to show you kind of what you build to. Sure. And that was a really good demo because you were like, oh my god, so much there's so much depth to this. But it's introduced to you as you play the game, so it makes sense. Whereas in a demo, they just want you to replay, 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 so you learn that. Really clever level, uh, demo design. But obviously, that's all gone the, gone the way of the ghost. I mean, the only company that really does that in any consistency is Capcom. Uh, and, and that's pretty much it, really, for, for like big demos that are on a regular basis. I can't really think of anyone else. Within the article that I was referring to um, when we're talking about God of War, there was the announcement that it is going to be cross-generational so we're going to be seeing it on ps4 uh for those 110 million owners and we're going to see it on ps5 how do you boys feel about this my mic's muted i'll let davy say his piece it's going to be a long time for you listeners i'm sorry for what he's about to say just brace yourselves i'm gonna go get a beer then i'm fuming i'm fuming i've been saying on this podcast that when you release a game cross-generational no matter how much you say otherwise, or they say otherwise in the press cycle, or any of that, it does limit the scope of the game. Now, we are talking two years now into the launch of this console when God of War comes out. It'll be two years into it. To still be supporting the PlayStation 4 is insane in my eyes. You think about it, right? PlayStation 4, when that launched, we had infamous second son we had Killzone, all these games that launched bloodborne there wasn't any ps3 support it was just done they just left that generation and that was it sure it's had the like cross-gen games like core duty and things like that but that's why they were never that impressive now when i look at horizon and that game was developed as a playstation 4 game and it has been upscaled to ps5 right that's a slightly different kettle of fish. But when you got a game that should have been developed frame one for PS5 and that be the lead platform, it means that what's going to be different from God of War before? Probably not an awful lot. Sure, it's going to look prettier. Sure, it's going to be 4K. Sure, it's going to be 60. Sure, it'll have ray tracing, right? But where's that next massive evolution that you should be getting from a first party game? Where? Because, yeah, okay, 4K60 looks great. The game that can't be mentioned, that's got an amazing visual style to it, right? It looks fantastic. But there's nothing about that that's really next-gen. There's nothing that I look at that and think, oh, my God, this is this is the future of gaming. I just think, oh, it looks pretty, right? I don't want that from God of War. I want something that's going to blow the console apart, something that I'm going to hear the PlayStation be sweating running. Because God of War on PlayStation 4 when it launched was insane 
It was such a technical showcase for what that console could do. And this is Sony Santa Monica. They produce some of the best visuals on the console. They're up there with Naughty Dog, they're up there with Gorilla. And Gorilla, we know, have already had their vision hampered from having to support both platforms. So why are they then saying two years into the console's launch, oh, by the way, sorry lads, we got this other console that's done really, really well. Tough tits. You're going to do it on both. Now, Corey Balrog has come out and said, yeah, this decision's on him. He decided to do this. And it's like, yeah, I know why you've done it. You've done it for monetary reasons. But at the same time, you can't use the fact there's going to be shortages in the market, right? That there's going to be shortages of PlayStation 5 to meet demand. Because there's more PlayStation 5s in the market now than there were PS4s at this same console generation. It's insane. That doesn't make any sense to me. I honestly just feel like this is just lunacy. And I feel like you've got Gran Turismo, which is launching cross-gen. They've announced that too. Two of the biggest titles for the PlayStation. And they're saying, do you know what? There is literally no reason for you to own a PlayStation 5 right now. You can have a PlayStation 4, have the same game experience, same plot, same features. Sure, the one's going to have haptics. Sure, the one's going to be better looking, run better. This isn't PC. This is supposed to be separate generations. And when you announce your console and you say, we believe in generations, and you get a host of fans who say, yeah, that sounds awesome. because And they use the rhetoric of, well, Xbox is going to be held back because they're having to support the S, they're having to support all these different consoles. Well, now it's just, okay, we're doing exactly the same thing, but we've got less backwards compatibility. What is the rationale? I just don't get it. And that is my rant. Amen, brother. Fam, I can argue so hard to so many of those points, and I'm about to. Please. As you stated, you want God of War to kind of make your PlayStation sound like... Because <gasps> it's struggling. Mate, this is the start of the PS5's life cycle. God of War 1 was at the end of the PS4s. There's been such a short time gap between God of War and the God of War Ragnarok we're getting. We could very well get God of War 3 by the end of the PS5 life cycle. That's fair. But then to counter that point, my stance would be... You said we're like uh, right at the start of this generation. When yeah. God of War released, the PlayStation 4 generation is still ongoing now with this. So it was only halfway yes. through that generation when that launched now, because we're still supported in 2022. Let it die. Let it die. We'll still very much, we don't know how they're developing God of War. It could be similar to the game we can't mention, their newest release where it's made for next gen and then towed down rather than made for the prior generation and toned up we could still very well get a full ps5 experience which i expect we will we don't know how the development's going for this game just just a quick interjection here do we do we know that the next god of war is going to be like a full god of war game it's not going to be like a lead up like a prequel you know like the way they did with metal gear where they kind of released like a shortened version ground zero and 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 that was like out to everyone and it was very very accessible very cheap to buy right and then they released the full game it very much was and on launch i'm pretty sure ground zeros was 50 quid or 40 quid no it was cheaper it was cheaper yeah how much 20 quid on launch yeah but the reason why that happened was quite unique because konami basically said look kojima you're spending a fortune on this game we need to recoup some costs so you're gonna have to slice off you have to slice off the first portion of that game and that's what he did. That wasn't what he wanted. That was all supposed to be part of Metal Gear Solid Five. But but couldn't you do something like that where you released kind of a lesser version of the game and and do that cross platform where people are like so invested in the game they need to get PS Five to get the full experience and the full story. 
not just like better graphics and haptics. I'm talking you get more story on PS5, but you could have a, a shorter PS4 offering here. I think there'd be a a, a war <laughs> if that happened. Personally, personally for me, it all depends. They haven't fully announced this, right? In terms of we don't know anything about this yet, other than that it's being worked on, right? So it all depends on how they come out swinging on this when they announce it. And if they announce it, say, look, we listened to in PS We Trust, you know, episode 18. <laughs> Phil's on something here. Massive fan of, fan of Phil. Huge yeah. fan of Phil. Poster on my wall. <laughs> yeah. Got his autograph. <laughs> hey. hey. Phil's onto something there. We're going to carve off an hour or a, a three-hour experience that we got separate, which links, like, God of War um, PS4 to the previous trilogy on well, like a PS3, prequel. right? Like a prequel or something. Like a prequel. Link it, link it all up, right? Instead of it being told in the comic, we're going to link it all up. Do that. I'd be really happy with that. And then say, oh, the PlayStation no 5 one's out later on that year or the next year. I'd be happy with that. I mean, I, I think it would no be shot. a dumbass way that they announced it. And obviously, this isn't going to happen. I don't think for a no. second this is going to happen. But I think that would be a smarter way to do it. But it's, it's good for you to sit on the fence, fence with all this, Davey. I, hey, I, I've, said, I've said my bit on this. I've ranted about this. I'm, I'm gutted this is on PS4. I'm gutted about it. I really am. I'll carry on my rebuttal, mate. I'll carry on my rebuttal. Please. The point, I will say, I think the point you made, which I've seen a lot on Twitter which is that the PS5 has sold more than the PS4 at this point in time. I think that is the dumbest argument ever because the player base back in this time in PS4 was so much smaller than the player base now. There are so many more people wanting a PS5 now than there were wanting a PS4 during this time period. It makes sense for the PS5 to sell as much as it has. And in comparison to the player base back then, it hasn't sold as much, in my opinion. It's basically comparing, right? What was the peak player base in PS3? It wasn't 110 million. No, but then again, PlayStation 4 hasn't sold the most consoles either. Like, not even by a stretch. PS2's way outsold it. Yeah, but that's different because PS2 was just used as DVD players and used as all sorts of things and it was a lot cheaper back then. But then when they go into PS3 generation, did they think, oh, we're going to support the PS2 generation? No, they didn't. It was totally separate. It was a totally separate thing. Like, Resistance Fall of Man wasn't on both. Gaming as an industry was very much different back then, and you know it was. You're arguing for the sake of argument's sake. I'm not. I'm not. Because I honestly feel like you need to you need to lay your case out. And Sony laid their case out originally, saying they're going to believe in generations. And they've backed on that. They've backed down on that. And why is my rationale? And at what point do you let go? Because there's still going to be people... In, in countries that are classed as like third world countries, right, to, to like us, like you're talking about like someplace in like, in like Africa or like in South America and things like that where the, where the import duties are so high, they're just getting into PlayStation 3 generation, right? And that's big over there now. And they'll start getting to PS4 in a couple of years time. So does that mean then, do we just keep going with this indefinite? Because there's still going to be a constantly rising player base of PlayStation 4 players. So you just never, yeah. you just never, you never let them go. So you, you're in like yeah. 2030 and you're like, oh, this game's now PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 6. Like at no. what point do you cut the cord? You cut them when the games are too, the games physically can't run on the PS4, which will happen soon. It would happen now. Ratchet can't run. 
on PS4. But that's only due, not graphics wise or gameplay wise, that's only due to the load times. And that's because that is the aspect they've built around. They've made Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart around the load times. That's a, that's a choice, isn't it, though? Like, to do it that way, I think. That's you a know, development in, choice. Insomniac have looked at that and thought, we're just going to develop for PS5. This is going to be a showcase for PS5. And we're going to use everything the PS5 can do to showcase our game. And I believe, the same as you believe, Davey, that God of War should have gone down that track and used as much as they could with the PS5, as opposed to try and push it cross-generational. Exactly. You think about, sure, fast travel is going to be improved, right? You're not going to go through portals and be walking for like 30 seconds. You're going to walk through into a portal and walk out the other side like you do on Returnal, right? That will be improved. There won't be any of these tunnels or anything like that. But there's so many different elements to gameplay that if you just think outside the box from what we know now that could push a generation forward that they just won't be able to take advantage of because of that cross-generation support. And that is my issue. That's my biggest issue. And when it comes to load times in games, you know, there's always ways around that. Just build it into some kind of story. You know, the game the game we cannot mention, that's one of the fundamental things in the older games. I'm saying it now, the most recent game of the game we cannot mention, I've seen gameplay of that on PS4, because obviously that's a cross-generation game. The way that's utilized on PS5 is when you're in an elevator or that kind of scenario where it loads the rest of the game and sure. loads the next section... Those elevator rides are like twice the length on PS4 as they are on PS5. And that's how it's worked around on the PS5. If you do, say two people did a, say one person did a speed run of the game on PS5 and on PS4, it would just be faster on the PS5. Because anytime you're on an elevator, it will just take longer. You could have the exact same speed run on the both consoles, but it will just be longer on PS4 because the PS4 has a cheesy way of loading the game. And yeah, I mean, for like a third party game, a Capcom developed game or anything like that I'm never going to be like oh this should have been just PlayStation but this is PlayStation Studios developed IP this is their time where they can really push the envelope and like we were saying earlier with The Last of Us really pushing the envelope in terms of its context sensitive animations and the different things that it did and it achieved over that game there's no reason why Santa Monica couldn't look outside the box and think what can we do to revolutionize gaming and this is the IP you do it with you don't do it with Astro, you don't do it with Returnal, you don't do it with Ratchet, you do it with God of War, you do it with your massive big hitter. Uh, that's how I feel anyway. It's a subjective topic, there's no right or wrong, but that's that's how I stand on it. I think the way God of War works, and just the way it is, all they have to do is make a PlayStation 5 version of the game, remove adaptive triggers, remove haptics, and downgrade the resolution and FPS, and it's a PS4 game. And that's all they've done, or all they will do alternatively they could just make it off the ps4 and then add those features but there's no reason that god of war can't be on ps4 other than graphically speaking i'm not sure what mechanics they could use to limit it to ps5 solely there's nothing to say they couldn't say well if we were making it playstation 5 kratos obviously from greek mythology he somehow got into norse mythology there's nothing to say that there couldn't be a way that you could literally dimension rift or you could pull something from a different dimension or something just using like ratchet example on this there's nothing to say that he couldn't do something like that he's obviously got some way to be able to cross realms right we but then they got to think well we got ps4 so we can't do that so we'll keep it closer to what it was before and just improve on what we've already no but they can because in ps4 when you change realms you just entered that room and picked the realm it would just be faster on the ps5 and it would just take longer on ps4 
look at something like Assassin's Creed, which has that juxtaposition between modern day and old school. You know, they they have that part in the game in the story where you put the whatever animus. it's called, animus, 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 animus. Oh, animus. Well, you put oh. the animus on, and, and then you 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 change environments. I don't understand why that you know something along those lines. Obviously, not to that extent, but within the something within the story to explain the loading times and it's and, exactly the same transition. as that. Yeah. It's exactly the same as that. All it is, you put the animus on and then you're running around a kind of graphical area, aren't you? And that's it. You're going to run around in an empty space. It would just be faster on the PS5. And that is I'm it. I'm talking about more in gameplay. Like you could pull something from one dimension to another or sure. something. Just, just, just as like, just, an, just something off the top of my head, right? Just using Ratchet as the example because we got nothing else that's really kind of showcasing what the PlayStation 5 can do because it's yeah, but this, so much. that's not a thing with God of War. That never has been a thing with God of War. They'd be adding that just for the sake of adding it, being like, we're doing this to make it PS5 there's exclusive. Always, there's always magics in God of War. There's always kind of different kind of items that you get that change the environment. There's ones that rewind time. There's always stuff like that. You could easily explain. And that's just something that I've just thought off the top of my head just to show off a PS5 feature because I've got no experience to go on. Because there isn't any PS5 games. Boys, boys, boys. Let's bring this back on track. And let's focus in on God of War being a PlayStation IP. I've just looked up the top 15 best-selling games on PlayStation. And I'm just going to ask you, where do you think God of War rates? What number? Pick it out. I need to know, does this include third-party games too? Yes, yes it does. Oh, it'd be low as shit then. Yeah. Real low. I mean, you've probably got the first 10 of them. Uh, you got Minecraft, uh, GTA, uh, and then the rest of them are probably all going to be CODs. So um, real low. Probably, uh, I don't know, 12 Call, maybe? Call of Duty is only only one of them in the in the top 10. Oh, I'll that's say weird. Sixth. I'll say fit, sixth. So yeah, God of, God of War comes in at the 10th mark. Uh, Call of Duty oh. is fifth, with Minecraft being first, Last of Us being Obviously. third. But, you know... So I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, you know, God of War sold about 12 million, you know, when it came out on PS4. And then I'm thinking about PS5. What titles do we have that's exclusive to PS5? You have Returnal, which is your new IP. And then you have Ratchet and Clank. You also have Demon's Souls Remake. Remake. I'm, I'm talking about new games here. Yes, it's, yeah, but look at it. It's stunning. I'd call it a new game. It's obviously not mechanically speaking, but... Okay, even, even put that into the mix. When I buy a PlayStation... Are you thinking about any of those two or three titles? You're not, are you? Bug snacks. <laughs> exactly. Come on, come on. Destruction all stars. <laughs> you'd be jumping in and you'd be expecting your God of Wars. You'd be inspect. You'd be expecting your Uncharted's. But we're just seeing them on PS4 as well as PS5. So yeah, at the moment, I don't see the reason to buy the PS5. Really. I mean. I, I disagree with that statement. I think PS5 as itself, as a console, is enough reason. If people are buying the Xbox Series X, then there's a reason to buy the PS5. Me and Phil are obviously on the same line of thinking here, uh, which is quite unusual. There obviously is a reason to own a PlayStation 5, right? The actual the quality of life improvements are massive compared to PS4. It's a much better console experience, much better gaming experience, no matter which, no matter which generation of games you're playing. But Phil's bang on. In terms of the actual games that draw you into buying that platform, they're not there. Can I say, can I just say, very much so, in terms of Phil, Phil doesn't need a PS5. Because the only two games he's played to fruition are both available on the PS4. Davey, you should, I feel like you would want a PS5, obviously. You need the PS5. Of course, yeah. The, 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 the actual experience is miles better. 
than it was on PS4. Like, there's not even a question about it. It's so much better. But in terms of the games there to bring in the actual wider audience, they aren't there. You know, I, I'm always going to buy everything PlayStation comes out with. I, I'm a collector. I, I love owning all the consoles and, and having the newest thing, right? That's just me. But if, if, I'm, a, you know, if I'm a kid, I'm walking into game, I'm walking into Tesco's, I'm walking into my local, you know, game shop, and I'm thinking, what should I buy? I've got, I've got the money in my pocket. Do I buy a PS4? And I've got this, this amount of games, and they're still bringing out the newest games on PS4. Or I've got to shell out more, got to go and wash a couple more windows or whatever I do, deliver a couple more papers to get that PS5. I just don't see it. You're exactly right. And it's, it's the hardcore are there already, right? You've already got the hardcore. Like, they'll be there day one. Anyone who really wants a PlayStation 5 has got one by now. I've said this before on the podcast. Yeah, 100%. I'm sorry that people are like get inflamed about that and people think like I'm saying something that's like against God and they're thinking, Oh it's my not. god. It's I completely <laughs> agree. Yeah. They're thinking, Oh, oh my god, I've been trying for ages. No, you haven't, right? In you it. haven't. You really haven't. Because we tried and we got one day one. It's not yeah. that hard. I really do not see it being that much of a struggle. And I'm sorry if you've been having a real nightmare of a time with it, then reach out to us and we'll fucking help you. Because no, we got one mate, day one. Not even that. If you've been having a nightmare getting a PS5, try harder. You're not trying hard enough. Just yeah. wake up when there's shipment in, when there's stock, and order one. That's all it is. Just we get stayed good. up till like two in the morning. Just fucking get good. Yeah, it's not. Honestly, if all three of us can get one, if every single one of the people that I know that want a PlayStation 5 have one, which they do, what's the struggle? In right. my case, to be fair, you haven't got a lot of friends, though, have you? There is that. <laughs> There's me that. and Spencer. We both got one, so it's it's, it's not a, a big prediction, there, is it? Come on, it's I mean, my girlfriend got one. My uh, girlfriend got one. She didn't try at all. I woke up an an hour and a half late after stock came in to game. I still got one. People aren't trying. Ex- exactly. I think the people you want to convince now are the people that are on the fence. The people that are either like quite happy with their PS4, don't feel like they need to upgrade. All the people that are quite new to the PlayStation 4 generation have got a whole wealth of a backlog, which is amazing backlog to catch up on, let alone the new releases, which are still coming. If you know there's nothing else new coming from from your kind of exclusive first-party studios, that's reason to jump in, right, into the next generation. If you don't have that, why? Just wait. Just wait, and then you can play them when you get them on PlayStation Plus in five years' time. I think, personally, a big factor as to... Uh, why you people would want to get a ps5 is the game boost that it offers because i've played ratchet and stuff on ps4 oh davy's face he hates me the game boost ps5 offers there are a lot of games that i maybe would never have even thought of going back to on ps4 because it was beyond my time but then they get to game boost on ps5 and i think you know what i'll go back and visit it but you need a ps5 to do that my argument would be you're a hardcore gamer these people these people who are kind of like just got into ps4 and there's people that i've seen like in some of the groups that i'm in for do you want fuck it the game the groups that i'm in with resident evil Evil. the groups that i'm in for that there's people that have just bought a playstation 4 so they can play village which groups are you in I mean, I'm in like five different Resident Evil groups. Did you say Resident Evil? Because we can say it as many times as we like now until you take your shot. We're cool it's now. Until I Let's take get my it shot. out. When so, I look, when I look through this doc, there was nothing about Resident Evil in this doc. And how many times <laughs> have we mentioned it? Twice now. Twice. Twice. 
played alive. three times, me technically, and I'd mention it in what we play. Yeah, and there's there's people that aren't the hardest of hardcore, and they're the ones you need to get. They're the ones that need to be convinced. And this E3 is a really big, important one. No. And when you come out and you say, oh, our biggest IP that we're expecting for, granted, the last no one's expecting Last of Us or Uncharted or anything. I wish. I know, dream. I wish. No one's expecting those. So you're saying God of War. You can only get God of War on PS5. That just inflames the market. Yeah, okay, we got another year to sort our stock market out, sort our stock position out, delay it till summer of 2022, no one give a shit, and have your stock market there. And they're saying, oh, stock might not be right by 2022. You don't fucking know. Like, you don't know. There's like already like fucking 8 million of them in the market now. You're saying about not convincing the, the hardest of hardcore, but I don't even think you're convincing the hardcore here. The people you're trying to convince with saying God of War is coming exclusive to PS5 is the mums and dads who pay for the systems, for the vast yeah. majority of the people who play PlayStation, right? Yeah, Christmas right. is coming up. You want that on their wish list. You want it on their Christmas list. You want all those notes going to Santa saying, I want a PS5 because God of War's on there, and I can't play it on this old PS4 that I've got. The thing is, right, That's he's bad. done his shot. He's done his shot. Really bad. Button's active. But Davey very much is saying, you're not trying to attract the hardcore. You're trying to t- attract more of the casuals, give them the a majority. reason to upgrade. That's what you're going right? for. The casuals wouldn't have got a PS4 at launch either. They would have waited till a price drop. And that's exactly what they'll do with the PS5. But the player base has inflated so much since that there are a lot more hardcore gamers out there now, and those are the people that they want to entice the PS5. And they will get the PS5 regardless. It's more acceptable get though, it. in this day and age to be a gamer, though. Like it is. when I was it growing up, much you, is. like if you like games, you know, you went on the football. Yeah, you yeah. keep it on the DL, yeah. wouldn't you? Keep it yeah. on down low. You get bullied for I mean, it. That's mad. No, you would. You honestly no, would. No, no, I, I believe. I believe it. You 100% would, yeah. I had to skive, yeah. um, what? PE class. I used to say, "Oh, I'm really good at cross country." And do you know what I did on cross country? Me and the boys ran home. We had a coffee and played PlayStation because I lived <laughs> over the road. I remember I used to like when I was in class or or anything like that, even in secondary school. And I'd sit down next to someone. And they'd be like, "Oh, what are you doing the weekend?" I'd be like, "Oh, I'm playing, you know, Metal Gear Two or something." And a lot of them'd be like, "What? What? What's that?" I'm like, oh, it's, a, "It's a video game." Oh, oh, video game. Okay. Do you want to go out and play football? And that's what it was. Like, that's what everyone was like. And, you know, go out and would do skating or something because none of my mates would be into games. It was just weird. I didn't have friends that I was into games with until PlayStation 3 generation. It's weird to think about it like that. No, and I did I mind. I'm a lot like, younger than both of you, but I was very much a casual gamer until maybe Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 or Call of Duty Modern Warfare. At the youth club I used to go to, they had, they had like gaming setups. They had FIFA and COD and that was it. And you'd sit there and they had a little cardboard slate that would go over half the TV and you'd sit under it and you'd have someone over it and you'd play split screen. Amazing. That was it. Amazing. But that was like the start of gaming. That was Xbox 360, PS3. And beyond that, that's the only time I ever actually started like talking about gaming and such. Before then, I was very much casual. I wouldn't even talk about games because I wouldn't even know enough. I'd play games so casually, I wouldn't know enough about the games I'm playing. You just hop in, play for a bit, have a joke around, that was it. When when I was growing up, I was very much the kid to have the console, so people would come to my house to play games. It wasn't like they had a console at their house. They would come to mine to play. 
So that's that why. That was kind of the same as me. That's why I generally have quite a few handsets and quite a few games because people would yeah. come to my house to play generally. That was kind of the same yeah. as me, where I was a friend up the road and he was always, he would call me every morning. I hated this kid, mind. I fucking hated him. <laughs> but he'd call me every morning and he would say, Are you coming to mine or am I coming to yours? And I'd be like, Oh, fucking hell, man. And he'd always end up, even if I said, Oh, let's just hang out at yours, he'd be like, Oh, nah, you got the PS3, let's go yours. And we'd go to mine and we'd play games. I fucking hated that kid. He's been, a, he just got a prison. Hated him. <laughs> what I always found in my experience, and this is different for Phil, obviously, because Phil was this kid, but I always found in my friend group that there was always one kid, right, who knew fuck all about games, right? But he was the one that had the uncle that would chip all the consoles. Th- that's what I always found happened. So I'd kind of get friends with this kid. I'd be like, oh, what games have you got? And they'd be like, oh, here. And just pull out like a CD case and it would have like 500 games in there. And I'd be like, oh. and it'd be like, you know, on um, Indiana Jones, where they open the, the sarcophagus, right? And all those ghosts come out. They're like, don't look, don't look. It was like that, where I'm like, oh, I get one game every month at a max, right? And I've got like 500 games here in front of me. And it was like, oh my God, like blow my mind. I want to dip in this. I want to dip into this. I want to dip into this. And this kid would be like, oh, I just play, you know, fucking Time Crisis 1 or whatever, you know? And I'm like, like, oh my God. Like, I couldn't believe it. And that's what I always found. I mean, Phil is that kid now. Well, not now. I I, I was that kid very much. So my dad had a CD burner. We used to go to the local rental shop. And I think I owned every game in that shop. It's crazy. crazy. I wish I was that kid. that's why we had so many sleepovers. And that's why people wanted to come to my house, I guess. Strange that, yeah, yeah. Strange that I should have more friends now, though. (laughs) (laughs) Weird that, I know. My situation is actually very different. Whereas I had, what was the fuck was that? Someone's at his door. Listeners, Phil's had someone at his door. He's at twenty to (laughs) twelve. Yeah, at night. I don't know how long this would be on the podcast, but we've been recording for like three odd hours now. With uh, yeah. with breaks, but Phil's gone. What, what do you think it could be, Spence? Any idea what this could be? What this secret? Do you reckon it's a package? I reckon he's had a new Gundam toy delivered to his house. I reckon one of Phil's fans have sent him something, and he's going to be bringing it up on the podcast. Either that, or if Phil doesn't return within five minutes, we can presume he's dead. In which case, there is an opening on the podcast. So write in. P.S. We trust at gmail.com. If you know your PlayStation as well as Phil, which isn't very well, then uh, it's true. Th- then write in. If you play one game every two years, then write into the. Into... <laughs> 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 I'm only joking. He's just not here to defend himself. I'm only joking. Phil's one of my best mates. <laughs> <laughs> you covered yourself so hard. I know. You won't listen back to the audio. You won't hear this. I know you won't. He's back, he's back. So, Phil, fill fill in for the audience. Sorry about that. What was the package? What what came? Oh, pizza for number four. Unfortunately, I'm number two. Oh, Oh, I know. And they they take pictures these days, don't they, when they deliver food. So you can't be like, oh, yeah, thank you. Cheers for that pizza. (laughs) Oh. I thought maybe it was a new virgin toy being delivered, mate. What, this time? (laughs) Isn't it? Yeah. 20, 20 to 12, yeah, new Gundam. Yeah, that's what nice. I said. This, this is Gundam time. <laughs> Gundam. It's on Japan time, isn't it? Yeah. Possibly. It's like midday, I don't know. 20 to midnight is Gundam time, baby. 
It's time to get it. Just remember, if you're throwing shade on me, you're throwing shade on the listeners. Well, is there anything else we want to cover before we before we close this? Obviously, me and Spencer will be going into a bit of a heated argument. Me and Phil, it's been I great. I love, I loved it. I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed I, it. I've really enjoyed this because it's quite nice to have someone that has the same point of view as me on the podcast. First time yeah, ever. I'm the odd what, one out. what episode are we on? Episode eighteen. It's only taken eighteen episodes, so it's quite nice to agree on something, Davy. <laughs> it is. It's quite nice. Quite nice to have a it does feel good, club. doesn't it? I understand why Spencer always agrees with you. <laughs> it's nice, isn't it, mate? I like. I like your situation, Phil. I like being the odd one out. This feels good. <laughs> Listeners, we'd love to hear you on this. If you can write into the email psweTrust@gmail.com, let me know how you feel. Obviously, Twitter would side with spencer on this i'm very much in the minority looking at twitter but that's me. never stopped me before from being right so write in let me know what you think and of course if um, there are any god of war super fans out there we'd love to hear from you and you know possibly bring you on the show you know from time to time we do have i suppose experts come into the show to give their point of view so if you are a god of war fanboy as i said and you know your shit drop us a line so, to end this episode, E3 is just around the corner, boys, running from the 12th of June all the way up until the 15th of June. Now, there's a lot of conferences, and I'm going to break down exactly when they are, as long as they've been announced. Now, Phil's favourite, Jeff Keighley, is running his own conference called the Summer Games Fest, which is running on June 10th, and that's at 6pm. That's one I'm not watching. Don't you, surely you want to see what shoes he's got on, right? Yeah, you want to be able to complain on Twitter, surely. And, unless he wears actual shoes with his suit this time. Not fucking trainers. No shot. What if he's got those um, PlayStation shoes on? Well, I, I want him dressed casually. So you wouldn't be happy with a suit and those like no. specially branded PlayStation trainers no. we spoke about last you'll, episode? You'll, you'll, see a, you'll see a tweet rage straight <laughs> after that. What if, what if it's the PlayStation shoes and a PlayStation suit? That would look horrendous, mate. No, what if it's like subtly PlayStation? Subtle. I can't. Well, only when it zooms in, it's just on. It's just on one of the like. He's got little. little no, no, no. Or something. It's embroidered. No, no, no. Into like suit. You mean? No, like when you zoom in to like seven hundred times, it's like the PlayStation Five, where it's got the <laughs> tiny logos. He, he might get away with that, it. right? But knowing Jeff Keighley, he's just gonna have an aluminous suit, glowing PlayStation logos all over him, and look like a right knobhead. So. And bright yellow. I'll cheese. watch it, but I might just not have the uh, might not have the visual on when he's on. You might watch it like a blind listener because it offends my eyes. <laughs> wow, trainers with a suit. So yeah, that's <laughs> June tenth at six pm. Devolver, one of my favorite press conferences, is June twelfth, but there's no time announced yet for that one. Ubisoft Forward, June twelfth, eight pm, and th- these are all UK times, by the way, in BST. Gearbox is also June 12th, and that has no time yet. Xbox and Bethesda, June 13th at 6pm. Square Enix, June 13th, 8.15. Warner Bros, June 13th, but no di- uh, no time announced. Take-Two, June 14th, no time announced. Nintendo, June 15th at 5pm. Capcom are expected to do their own presentation as a special presentation on June 14th. No time for that one. And finally, there's two people that are not attending E3 this year, which is EA. So EA Play is July 22nd, and they are not there. Normally, they start a day before E3. And Sony 
As of the time of recording, and we are on the 5th of June on the date of recording, Sony have not announced when they're going to be doing their next live stream. Those are the press conferences, boys. So, out of those, which is your most anticipated? And are there any games in particular that you're looking forward to? Should we take one each, Spence? Yeah, sure. If I kick things off, for me, looking down that list, the one that sticks out to me, because it's a special presentation, I think Capcom draws my eye straight away. So what kind of draws you to, to Capcom then? Well, without mentioning the game that we can't mention, I love that franchise, obviously, and I'm a big uh, Street Fighter fan as well, so I'd like to see where that's going, especially with you know the recent news about Evo and PlayStation. I, I, I'd just like to see what the future future holds for Capcom there. Do you want to be so brave and give any prediction that you have for well, this? I've been out of the loop now for the last week, and I, I've been trying to keep you know Twitter on the uh, on on a minimum kind of usage over the holiday. I'm, I'm away with family, you know, so I haven't really seen a lot. But if if we're going to see any hint at the next maybe Street Fighter, that that would be huge, right? That would be the time to announce it, especially with Evo and that and that being a free competition to enter. If we if we got some announcement at E3 and then it filled in a couple more gaps when we got to Evo, that would be a major announcement that I'd be interested in. Yeah, oh my god. I'd love that to see Street Fighter Six. That would be so hype to be able to see that. Potentially, potentially, I mean you could have like a revival of like Marvel vs. Capcom, maybe. It's been a long time. And Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, we totally forget about. So it's been ages yeah, don't. since Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. So, oh, who Marvel knows? Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite Ultimate. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh boys. Oh, Let's no. go. No. Oh, dear God. Oh, dear God. You can't see our faces, listeners. You do not want to see them. As, as we've discussed previously when we talked about the title, which we can't mention, you know, Capcom are a developer that sort of listens to the fans. So they're definitely going to hear that feedback about Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, and they're going to take that on board, aren't they? They're going to want to revive that at some stage and make the fans happy. Yeah. So why not even hint at it at something here, right? That, that would build it right up. Do you anticipate that the game that can't be mentioned, the remake that's happening... Do you foresee that happening here? Maybe something on the VR side, because we haven't heard anything since. I know I know that's a very minor game. It's the full game, so I wouldn't call it a minor game. It's a new it's a whole new experience, I'd say. Yeah, and we're and we're gonna, you know, lead up to potentially the, you know, the the full remake being announced as well. Um, you know, a bit more information on that. So yeah, I, I think they'd probably show show some of the VR and sort of lead on to to maybe where that that that's going. I'm being very careful with my words here. I don't want to take <laughs> another know. shot. It's tricky. It is very difficult, especially being the last topic as well. I mean, you've got to think about it, right? Like with Capcom, their franchises, right? They got Dev May Cry. I can't imagine we'll see anything about Dev May Cry. We've only just had Dev May Cry 5 out. So yeah, I can't imagine we'll see anything for that now. We'll probably see that next year. Monster Hunter. Obviously, we've just had the new the new expansion. I can't see anything being announced for that. We got the new one that's on Switch. So nice. I, I can't see that happening anytime soon. The only one I can think of out of their main franchises really is probably Mega Man. I could maybe see a Mega Man oh, announcement. You think? Yeah, I could see a new Mega Man. What, what about with, with the increased kind of like focus on fighting games? You know, there's, there's definitely potential of maybe something like Power Stones or Rival Schools coming back because they're Capcom Power titles, Stones. aren't they? Right? But they're old yeah, school they are, and yeah. kind of like dead, if you like. So to revive something like that or... Here's one for you boys. 
Dino Crisis. No shot. Oh, no, that would be no shot. Mate. Oh my god, that not dream. a chance in hell. <laughs> yeah, I plan. I plan on going back to that franchise at some point. That IP, I'd love to, but no shot. In fact, <laughs> no shot. I'm going to make this topic quite interesting now, boys, for you and the listeners. Initially, when I thought about this topic and I thought how we're going to go into this, I thought we'd go through every single press conference and kind of rank, kind of what we wanted and come up with some predictions, but. It kind of makes more sense to pick out the one that we really like and make some predictions off that. So what I'm thinking we do, for your favourite press conference or the one that you're kind of most interested in, you make a maximum of three predictions. So we can do it on the same normal basis that we normally do of a safe, possible and a crazy bet. And if you get those bets right, for each one you get, you get to dish out shots. Sounds good. So do you want me to kick that off with Capcom then? Kick it off with Capcom, Phil. So I think the safe bet is is probably something related to Street Fighter, isn't it? I think the possible with the increased, as I said, focus on um, on fighting games. I would love to see something about Parastines. I really enjoyed that game back on the Dreamcast. I know I can see Spencer for the blind listeners. Let me fill you in. He's shaking his head. It ain't. There's no shot. It ain't happening. But if it does I'd happen, love it, but there's no shot. If it does happen, Spencer's going to take two shots. He's already happy with that. Happy, yeah, happy to. And and for my crazy one. I'm going to go back to a game which I loved and it was hated that Capcom made. It's a game called Lost Planet. Oh my God. Oh, wow. Lost Planet. PS3. I just feel like that game had so much potential, but the attention wasn't given to it at the time. I think this is a title that Capcom could bring forward. It could be a PS5 showcase, if you like, and they could use everything on offer to them and push it and no one's going to be bothered about having it cross-generational because you haven't really got the hardcore when it comes to a game like lost planet but there's so much depth to that game and especially a lot of it if i remember rightly was multiplayer as well yeah it was co-op wasn't it co-op wasn't it co-op yeah and that's why i enjoyed it i i, I love co-op games so you you could do something crazy ps5 co-op lost planet let's go wow Great little predictions there, especially throwback for Lost Planet. Christ, I haven't thought about that in a long time. Yeah, that is crazy. What are you thinking then, Spence? What's your favourite press conference that you'll most anticipate? Okay, hold on. Before I move on to my favourite, I did also write up, because Capcom, spoilers, isn't my favourite conference, but I did write some predictions for it. So can I list those? They won't count, but I can list them. Yeah, sure, why not? I'll give you mine as well. I thought of some for Capcom too. Okay. So my, my safe bet is Street Fighter 6 or something shown, Street Fighter, something Street Fighter show. I've also put the game we can't mention for remake. That's probably the crazy. That's the crazy. And the possible, which is the one I, I'm starting to think might be my safe bet, is you might see something about Pragmata. Which if you boys don't know, which you should know, when they showed off the PS5, Capcom was showing off a game about a little girl and an astronaut. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. That called Pragmata, that game. Pragmata, it's called. And we've not seen anything since, but it's developed by Capcom, and it's supposed to be coming out in 2022. PS5 exclusive, right? PS5 exclusive. We don't know. They haven't shown anything, but it was shown for the PS5. So, I'd imagine so. But so was God of War, so was Horizon, so, you know. You might want to keep those as your uh, predictions, Spence. I think they're pretty good, pretty solid. Pragmata, I think, is probably the safe bet. Because Pragmata, we haven't heard of since. 
So obviously these bets aren't counting, but my safe bets would be, my safe bet would be that Mega Man would be shown in some capacity in terms of either a new game release or a new kind of collection they put in. Or merchandise. Something, <laughs> well, something. Something Mega Man, right? You get a new hat. He's not got much love lately. I mean, sure, he had a new game a couple of years back, but nothing major. So I could see Mega Man being coming back. Apart from that, I think my possible prediction would be Street Fighter Six, And my extreme, crazy, mad bet possibility, maybe, might happen, might not. The game that can't be mentioned for just that, the remake of that, maybe. I doubt so it, though. We're, we're all very similar, except I mentioned Pragmata. That is basically it. And I went out with Lost Planet. Yeah, Lost Planet's insane. That's such a crazy, crazy throwback. I just loved it. I loved that game. So what about yourself, Spence? What's your favourite? What's your favourite? Let's get onto it. The one I'm most looking forward to is Nintendo. And the reason for this is because long ago, very, very, very fucking long ago, they showed off Bayonetta 3, Metroid, all these games. And then they said, oh, I'll tell you what, actually, we're binning off Metroid. We're going to start again. Never heard of it again. Bayonetta 3, we saw the three cracked into a stone. Never mentioned it again. And I just want to see them do something new. So my predictions for Nintendo, new Smash character, because we got Pyro and Mithra. And usually when they show off a new character, they'll then reveal the new one at the end or something along the lines or shortly after. And since Pyro and Mithra, we've not heard of the next one. So I think they were saving it for E3. So that's my safe bet. Possible bet is Breath of the Wild 2 trailer with a date. I think that'd be quite hype. And then the risky bet. The crazy bet. Bayonetta 3 news. That's what I'd like to see. Fair. So we know what Nintendo are like, right? So I'm going to pin you down a little bit. When you say news, if they turned around and said, Bayonetta is in active development, we've had to restart development, like yeah, they did with Metroid, does that count? That's news. That news. That's news. Okay, all right. That counts. I just want them, if they mention Bayonetta 3, that's news. Unless they say, like, uh, we're making this game and we're also Bayonetta 3's in development. I don't think that counts. But if they give us an active update on the development cycle of Bayonetta 3, then yes, that's news. What if it's a new uh, Bayonetta Amiibo? Does that count as news? They wouldn't do that anyway. But at the same time, again, no, that wouldn't count. But also that's not happening. Or, or me. No what, what, what do they call the characters? Is it Mies these days? Mies, yeah. Yeah, what, what about a new yeah, Mies costume? Is that news in Nintendo World? It is for Jaman. What What about a hardware update, Spence? Don't you think there's going to be anything mentioned about the Nintendo Switch Pro? If there is, I don't care about it because I'm not going to buy it. Smash runs on my Switch right now. I don't care. As long as my Switch can run Smash, I'm not going to upgrade. So I don't care. If they do announce it, I couldn't care less. Well, I suppose this brings into Phil. Do you have any predictions for Nintendo? Um, I don't really know what I'm looking forward to with Nintendo, really. You know, Like, my Nintendo sits downstairs and, you know... The missus uses it for um, Ring Fit. We, we don't really use it. We don't really use it outside of that these days. In a couple of mini games, we play a bit of Mario Party. So if, they, if, if they're going to bring a new Mario Party to the, to the console, I'd be hype again. No shot. They literally just added it online to the last Super Mario, the last Mario Party they released. They only just gave it online. So there's no chance. Well, I've got three predictions for you. Okay. I think these are pretty safe. My safest prediction Smash character. Smash character. Easy. 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 So easy. I think that character is going to be Rayman. I honestly do. I think out of all the characters, they got a great working relationship with Ubisoft. 
And to not see Rayman in there, who's a gaming icon, is just weird. Like people, people argue for for Crash, but Crash is more synonymous with PlayStation. I mean, sure, Cloud's in there, and he is a PlayStation character, but I I can see Rayman being in there, hundred percent. Right. Except the thing is, the Smash Smash scene, the development, they're all stupid as fuck, right? <laughs> People people expected Rex to be the next character, and instead they thought, oh, nah, let's chuck in Rex's sword, which is Pyro and Mithra, because that's what they are in Xenoblade, they're Rex's swords. So, instead of Rayman, to be like, oh, let's add the rabbits. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, rabbits. Yeah, I'd, I'd class that, mind. I'd class that as a win. Let's add the rabbits. Let's <laughs> add the freaking Wii Fit board rabbits game. But that's that's my save. So, my my possible is going to be the Switch Pro which has been heavily rumoured. That's my possible. And then my crazy bet, Metroid 4 gameplay. Can I, can I chuck a Smash Brothers character into the mix? You're welcome Please. to. I know we've got the Wii Fit character, so why don't we have the Ring Fit character? Ring Fit. You know? Yeah. Tell you what, Bring it in. I'd love that. I'd love that. I'd actually love that. They'd be busted as fuck, I reckon. You could do push-ups as a taunt to regain health. It's the one behind your head that's the killer. Oh my god! Oh my god! Moving, moving swiftly on. Right, let's let's move into into my prediction. So, (laughs) my most anticipated conference should come as no surprise to anyone, and that's Xbox and Bethesda. What? And the reason for that is because I don't think there's going to be much shown from Xbox themselves. I think it's mostly going to be where all the third parties go to show their games off. So, my predictions are as follows the safe is that we're going to see a deep dive on halo obvious but i think it's actually going to shed a lot of the baggage that halo's got on it at the moment obviously the last two reveals that that game has had has been bad it's looked really really rough. bad bad yeah it's been really PS2. bad and i think this is the one that will save it before it comes out later on this year apparently so I think we'll get the official date, and I think we'll get the, I think we'll get the date of launch, and I think we're going to get a trailer, which is actually going to be really good. And I hope it's good, because as I said multiple times on this podcast, the more competition PlayStation gets, the better. My possible Elden Ring. It was originally shown at the Xbox press conference a couple of years back on E3. I think it will be shown. I think we'll have a gameplay trailer and a date. And not an exact date, it would be like summer 2022 or something like that. I think it will have that. They've been dark on it for years now. I think it's about oh, time. I disagree so hard. That's my I disagree possible. so fucking hard. My crazy, my crazy, I think there's going to be a showing for Wolfenstein 3. No. Wolfenstein 3. I think it came out a few years back. I can see them showing gameplay for wolfenstein and show the next one because it seems about time for that they might show wolfenstein 3 i don't think they would show gameplay i think they'd be very hesitant with showing wolfenstein 3 just because of how shit youngblood was different studio was it not tied to the main not tied to it okay so that that's why i'm confident well i I put it my crazy but it's only because i think it's the least likely out of those ones i've already talked about that's that's the only reason why but um yeah yeah, I, i think it is it is quite likely i think all three of those could happen no i wouldn't be blown away by it uh i myself have actually done three predictions for xbox as well and the first two are like super safe i've done halo 5 trailer which is just them remedying 
the mistakes they've made in the past because the last two trailers as you said were dog shit terrible uh the second one is just something to do with gears of war just anything gears of war really you think that's quite likely do you is the last one the last one was only out like two years ago just anything to do with gears of war it was yeah and it was a game pass exclusive right away i remember that but just showing it's in development or something along the lines because gears of war is such a huge title and i'm pretty sure they just kind of knocked them out at this point so that but my risky my big one which i i think could happen is showing off the new elder scrolls because they showed it off during they showed it off during the um kind of announcement for xbox series x they showed off the kind of whole flying over the landscape and saying elder scrolls whatever six or whatever five whatever it was you think they'll show the new elder scrolls before they show starfield i think they'll show elder scrolls off for starfield because Elder, Scroll- Elder Scrolls is Elder Scrolls That's is crazy money. I think I think they'll give us news on that. I'm not saying they'll show a trailer. I'm not showing saying they'll show gameplay. I'll saying we'll get news, and that's the risky. That's my risky one. All right, that's a lot safer than you saying like I thought you were talking about gameplay. No shot. Like, I could see gameplay. I could see gameplay for Starfield in this, but Phil, do you have any predictions for Xbox? Yeah, I got a few. I got a few. And I've been thinking about this one. And I know it is an Xbox slash Bethesda um, showcase of their games. But I'm hoping to see something more from Deathloop. I know that's PS5 and Windows. So there might be a small nudge towards that. It is a very finished game. And if they are struggling for titles, I know we've been back and forth. None of your predictions sync up at the moment. And if we're struggling for a big showcase game, that might be something they're going to hint at. Or at least maybe have it in an intro or an outro to the to the, to the presentation. Um, I, I might be wrong, but I think Deathloop has kind of an exclusive deal with PlayStation or a lot of the lines because it's on offer on P- PS5 and Windows it is yeah it's on offer on PlayStation you get it discounted price if you have PS Plus so I think they have a contractually like obligated deal with PlayStation so I don't think Xbox would really want to show it off but what I'm saying is if there's like a shortage within their show and they want to bulk it out with a finished game then Deathloop is probably at that point where they could show something spectacular sure you know it's Bethesda what's the game they're all known for Fallout we're going to see something Fallout, aren't we? Something little, maybe about their online, possibly. What they're going to do with the franchise in the future, maybe just a nod to it. Do you reckon it'd be like more Fallout 76 content? Just that kind of thing? Possibly, possibly. Maybe some upgrades to it. I originally had Fallout 76, and then I replaced it with Elder Scrolls. So yeah, yeah, I agree. Possibly something in there. You know, why not? It's, it's the title they're known for. And then my wild crazy one. I know they're looking through their back catalogue, and they're thinking... What can we bring back now? Exclusive to Xbox. And I'm going for a classic. Wayne Gretzky's hockey. I've mentioned it before on this <laughs> podcast. It's coming back in a big way, baby. <laughs> Amazing. That's such a what a throwback. What a sick. throwback. That's class. That's, that's amazing. Thanks, boys. That's sick. I- <laughs> if that comes back, if that comes back, I reckon you got unlimited shots. Yeah, I'll do unlimited whenever you want to, whenever you want. Honestly, just give us Wayne, shots. Wayne Gretzky's co- hockey comes back. Is he still alive? Because I, I want him out. On, I want him. I want him out on stage. <laughs> he walks on. No one in the studio knows who he is. They bring the coffin out on stage. 
<laughs> and Phil's popping off. Oh, he's, he's, oh, on, he's on chat. He's on chat. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> it's the big dog. He's back. <laughs> ba, ba, da, ba. The Gretzky meter. Oh, As we all know him. Oh, amazing. My mouth hurts from laughing at that. So much. Oh, that's, that's so good. funny. That's amazing. Right. There's a lot of other conferences that are announced here. So has anyone got any predictions? Just kind of going wider scale now. Not our favourites, but any other predictions you want to go off across any other show? Anything that you want to see? Anything that you're kind of hopeful for? Anything that you want from E3 this year? Uh, I have two more predictions, and they're for Ubisoft. Okay, go on. And I don't give a shit about them, but I just thought <laughs> I just thought I bet they happen, and that's All right. that's Just Dance 2022. <laughs> oh, God, come on, come on! You're just saying <laughs> it. But right, come on. wait, wait, wait! I'll give you my prediction, right? There's no think, shots on these, by the way. There's no no shots, shots, no shots. Hundred percent, no shots. But I think it's going to be available on the Wii. On the, the Wii, the Wii. original Wii. On the Wii, Just Dance 2021 is on the Wii, and I reckon 2022 will be as well. And I reckon some in some in Rabbids as well. They team up with Nintendo all the time, and that's it, really. Just Dance and Rabbids. I've got a couple of predictions for Ubisoft. First, they've already done quite a bit of a deep dive on Far Cry yeah. lately, so I can't imagine them showing too much more on that. Did you see the dog? I saw all of it. I loved it. Isn't I it love cute? Far Cry. Isn't I love that dog Far Cry. Cute? So I, I'm going to really look forward to picking that up day one. The little wheelchair dog. He did a little angry face at the end. Er. I think about it, right? And I think Siege has been going for a long time. Isn't it time? Siege 2. This is the same as, Le- this is the same as League of Legends. <laughs> Bring on a League 2. Bring on a League 2. <laughs> I can't believe you said Siege 2. They just gave it 120 FPS on next gen. You think they're doing Siege 2? Siege 2, baby. I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say safe bet. They're going to add two new characters to Siege. (laughs) Two new, whatever they're called, two new agents. Bin it off. I'm all about binning it off. Move everyone on to the next thing, right? Siege 2. Siege 2. Siege 2, baby. We're coming back. Double the characters. Double the maps. It's two, baby. Fam, do you know how many characters there are in Siege? I literally haven't even seen a moment of Siege in my entire life. Mate, there's no. like 30 characters in Siege. Make it 60. We're going I think, in. It's I double. think Davey's been working for Blizzard. He's like, Overwatch, we're going Overwatch 2. Yeah, exactly. Bring Just it always in. Always move it on. Move it on. Number two, baby. Apart from that, this is my serious prediction. It's about time we saw Sam Fisher come back. About oh. time we saw Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell. I would fucking love seeing Splinter Cell. Wasn't the last thing we got from Splinter Cell like a mobile game or something stupid? They've put Sam Fisher in like everything now. They're putting him in literally every single release that Ubisoft are doing, like every single kind of mobile game, every single kind of spin-off random bollocks game. But he hasn't had his own standalone Splinter Cell game in ages. It's about time to bring him back. I think it's perfect timing to bring him back because who who was Sam Fisher's main competition? Solid Snake, wasn't it? Solid Snake. And Kojima's moved on. True. So bring it back. This true. is the time. Sam exactly. Fisher's time. Very exactly. true. That's a brainer, boys. This would be massive to have Splinter Cell come back. All you yeah. need, right? Even if, I know I just kind of shat on this with talking about God of War, but all you need, right, is literally just, it'd be perfectly black. And just have, Doo-hoo! and just have the three green circles come down, right? And you're like, and then, a, and then like a, a working title, Boom. And everyone will pop off because that game has been dormant for forever. So that would be so hype. 
So hype. No one thinks they're working on it. We all know how good it felt when we were playing the game we cannot mention, the ending to that game, where that night vision came in. Yeah, amazing. Bring Sam Fisher back. I'm with that one. I love that prediction. That would be incredible. I'd love that. And then my I'd last prediction, and this is the crazy one, okay? Ooh. <laughs> so bearing in mind, my siege prediction is safe, okay? That's so insane. My... <laughs> siege two. <laughs> Sam Fisher in Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> my last one is Prince of Persia. It's about time Prince okay. of Persia came back. They did a remake, like, not long ago, and it was bad. People really liked it. It sold really well. Phil bought it. Phil's got Which it. Which one? The, on PS3? Yeah. Yeah, really good. No, no, That's no. They did a remake. Oh, there was a... Did it not come no, out? No, it's not out yet. It's not out yet. No, no, no. It's oh, not out okay. yet. Sands of Time. Sands of Time is being remade at the moment. That's not out yet. Oh, it but... might be that then, yeah. Because three, 3 is a lot like Mirror's Edge in the sense of, you know, all the wall running. and Is 3 the two, really cool. the two kings or two thrones or something like that? Phil's on about the the newer one that came out in yeah. like uh, 2008 or something. Yeah, wasn't uh, it you have two halves of yourself and if you transform you start to lose no. health gradually but you're stronger? No, 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 no. That was the sequel to... Sands of Time. Sands or... of Time, yeah. Sequel to that. It was in that same trilogy. This was on... That was, that was on PS2. This is PS3 generation. When it went cel-shaded and Nolan North did the voice. So you got you got Forgotten Sands. Uh, that was 2010. And then before that, it was just called Prince of Persia. And I think that's the one I'm talking about in 2008 on PlayStation 3 and 360. So that's my crazy prediction. But we'll, we'll see what happens. So I got a crazy one. Phil, I think you're going to enjoy this too. Okay. Gearbox. About time we see Duke Nukem come back. Really? <laughs> like, yeah yeah i mean forever wasn't very good sure but you know everyone's allowed a dud right everyone's allowed one kind of miss hit isn't it time to bring him back all you need right imagine okay stage is dark right i'm imagining everyone's going quiet and then you just see like what you just see the light of the cigar yeah and he just comes out with like some crazy line right Everyone go mad. Everyone like, yeah, you do come. And sure, you like, get all the people that are like, oh, you can't make, you know, sexist jokes in 2022. Of course you can. It's fine. Everyone knows what he's all about. They could definitely put a twist on it, couldn't they? In the same way they have with Doom. You know? Yeah. And 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 they they joke about how shit the story is in Doom itself, don't they? Yeah, you know, at, the, at the start of I think the 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 remake on, on on PS4, yeah, they they start trying to explain the story, and he just goes, "This is bullshit," and just like gets the gun and shoots the the person telling the story, right? Yeah. So they could do something along those lines with Duke Nukem, and I, I'd welcome it. You know, I I love the originals, and they were they were hella funny to play when you were a kid. You thought you were doing something naughty by playing their, those games. It's a bit like the GTA thing, I think, probably for Spencer's generation growing up. It was the game you didn't really want your mum knowing you were playing. Exactly. And I think about like how like imaginative the, the weapons are in Duke Nukem. Like, you know, shrinking people down and then squishing yep. them with your boot and stuff like that. I'd love to have a new Duke Nukem back. It would be incredible for me. I mean, Spence, have you got any, any feelings about Duke Nukem? Was that even before your time? I mean, I played Duke Nukem 3D. When that came out, well, not when that came out, Jesus Christ, played it at some point. And I remember I pre-purchased on Steam, so I was able to pre-download it before it came out, Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> and I remember 
I remember the first time I played it, I thought it was really good. <laughs> Until I got to a certain point, and I think it was when you shrink as Duke Nukem and you ride, it felt like Rayman, where you ride a shoe, you shrink and you ride a shoe, it felt like that. And I thought, yeah, this game, this game is funny. It's a funny game. It kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. I remember being so, so excited for Duke Nukem Forever and then just the disappointment. Could could you imagine a serious Duke Nukem game? And would you enjoy a serious Duke Nukem game? I want it to be bullshit. I want yeah. them to put minimum effort in, it be released, and we all know it's a joke. Oh, yeah, so but... you know, I, I want it the other way. I want it to be like mad effort put in, but it's self-aware. But as a joke. Yeah, yeah. it's self-aware. That's the issue with Forever. Forever thought it was serious, but it it was a fucking farce, wasn't it? Yeah, bad game. Bad game. Terrible, terrible fucking game. But that's the only one for Gearbox. I mean, sure, they're going to announce, you know, um, probably a new Aliens game. And they're, and they're also probably going to go through um, something with Borderlands. But those aren't really my cups of tea. I mean, Aliens is one of my favorite franchises for anything. But outside of the the three-player game that we've already spoke about before on the podcast, I'm not interested in anything else. Spence, have you got any thoughts on Square Enix at all? Yeah, I, I have a few predictions. So, obviously, safe, probable, risky. My safe is going to be Life is Strange 3. Ooh. It's something to do with that. I can see that. Yeah, I can definitely see that. My probable, Project Athea. Okay, all right. What What? What do you reckon they'll show? I think they'll give it a title. Because I'm not sure if Project Athea is a working title or if it's a finished name. But if it is a working title, I think they'll give it a name. I don't think they'll give it a date, but they'll just give us more information about it. And then my risky, which is what I want, is either a Chrono Trigger 2 or a Chrono Trigger remake. Because that would be fucking fantastic. And they just did, or not just did, a while ago they did Secret of Mana remakes. <laughs> so think, Chrono Trigger remake would be fantastic. I think it's crazy. I think people would pop off if they did it's it. Cr- it's in the crazy category and I would pop off. So uh, I agree. Yeah, I think that would be pretty nice. Have you got any for this, Phil? Yeah, I just got the one. Um, and I was just thinking, considering we've been talking about Sam Fisher, we've been talking about Snake, and I was thinking, what third-person shooter with stealth elements does Square Enix produce? And then I thought, DSX. We haven't seen that game in a long time, have we? Oh, that's a great that's shout. That's a great shout. You know, if if Snake's not putting out games anymore, someone's got to pick up the mantle. And if Sam Fisher isn't going to do it, why not? Why not bring in? I don't know the guy's name, but bring <laughs> no in the guy does. from DSX. You, you're right. There's definitely there's a hole in the market at the moment for stealth games, and someone has to fill that. And considering how well Cyberpunk did, uh, when we're looking towards kind of that futuristic kind of style, you know, DSX is is that style. So definitely. why not pick up on that? There's there's a lot of interest in that, isn't there? You know, we all know that game was shit. <laughs> yeah. But but ultimately, the market's there. People are interested in that kind of world, aren't they? So let's explore it with uh, Deus Ex. Yeah, no, I can see that. That's fantastic. Fantastic shout. So the only thing I can think of for this is Final Fantasy sixteen. That's probably the only game I can think of. I honestly think they're going to show something for that. Obviously, we had the big kind of announcement trailer. And there's heavy rumors going on that there's going to be a new Final Fantasy or a Final Fantasy kind of origin style like a remake of a previous title or something of that nature is going to be PlayStation 5 exclusive. Rumors are going around like mad at the moment. I don't know how much I believe them, but I can rest assured that I'm probably going to hear some news on Final Fantasy 16, and that is my only 
prediction for Square Enix. I want to just highlight a couple of games that I'm really hoping to see across the across the showing, but I don't know where they're going to be shown exactly. So they're probably going to be shown from Warner Brothers uh, for this one. There's a massive rumor going around at the moment, boys, and I really want to hear you guys about this because I haven't put this in the doc. A massive rumor that Ed Boon hasn't been helping. Now, he's probably been trolling. There's a rumor going around that it's a Marvel versus DC fighting game being produced by NeverRealm. Now, I would lose my shit for this. I love NeverRealm fighters. I absolutely adore them. They've already worked with DC doing Mortal Kombat versus DC before. They do Injustice. So we know this isn't out of their wheelhouse. So if Marvel have approached them and asked them to incorporate them, especially as they have a good working relationship with Sony doing all the Mortal Kombat tournaments they've been providing all this time, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they could use their contacts to leverage this with Marvel. I could see this actually happening. And if it's not that, it's time for Injustice 3. And that's my Warner Bros. prediction, because it's about time for them to start announcing that now. Mortal Kombat's coming to the end of its life. Normally has like a two-year run. They've already released the ultimate edition of Mortal Kombat. Nothing else getting added to that. That's my prediction. What are your thoughts, lads? Well, you know, this this is probably quite opposite to your Capcom predictions then. Uh, if you're hoping there might be a Marvel vs. Capcom um, re-release or, you know, further game in that series. Because if, if they're moving over uh, to Netherrealm, then they're probably not going to be continuing with the Capcom line as well. Because they'll be... Com- competing in the same space wouldn't they the only thing i'd say is different styles they're very different styles but they're both fighting games and we both know that pond isn't very deep no that's true that's true lately lately it kind of is it's not deep enough to have two games from two different studios competing against each other released at near enough the same time is it (laughs) no that's true that's a really good point come on i can't have both if i was gonna have one i'd go for marvel versus dc by neverrealm Really? Yeah, I would. I do. Would, I is would, is yeah. that because they fucked up Infinite though? Yeah, it would depend on the graphic style they choose. If it looked like Marvel versus Infinite, I don't think I'd get it. You can rest assured, if it's done by Neverrealm, it's gonna have a really good story. It's gonna have sensational design in terms of physically, like looking at it. Because we all play fighting games for the story. We do now. But now we do MK11 and Injustice and all those. They're freaking fantastic. But that's that's if you like Neverrealm, isn't it? You know, it's that style, isn't it? You know, I I'm not going to expect a story in Street Fighter Six, are you? No, no, oh, of course Street not. Fighter of course not. though, yeah, no. You know, I don't want to know any further background into why Blanca wants to hang out with Sakura and and Dan. You know, <laughs> you know, have, have they lost their their frog this time or what? Whatever the story is, fuck me. It's game. It's game by game, isn't it? And so. I think it's probably going to be shown with the Warner Bros. press conference. Apart from that, the only other game I can see being shown would be more footage on the Suicide Squad. We haven't seen how that game works. We've seen a cinematic. Yeah. And that is it. I could really see Rocksteady releasing a big trailer uh, for us to see some gameplay, see how that game works, and see Evil Superman, which I love Evil Superman, and see a way to try and take him on. I'd love that. Have you guys got any games that you're kind of anticipating or you're kind of hoping to see regardless of where they're shown? For me, whenever I've watched E3 historically, the highlight of E3 for me has always been the Sony conference. And I am gutted that they, they've chosen not to do it yet again. 
and that's why I'm that's why I'm struggling, you know. No, I I completely hear you, and I think most of the audience would probably agree with that too. It's a major part. They're normally E three winners. Like everything they do, every single press conference they do is always phenomenal at E three. Even the last one, which was just focused around three games, was that where they did the tent? Yeah, Last of Us. Yeah, that was brilliant. Who knows when Sony's event's going to be? We'll cover that later on in the podcast. But I think that leads us to the end of this podcast. Now, guys, listening to this, if you've got any thoughts about games that you want to see, there's not really much point in you writing in. Because by the time the next episode's out, E3 will have come and gone. So what we will be doing is, after E3 wraps, we will be doing a special episode where we cover E3 itself, which will go out as a bonus episode in between episode 19 and this episode going live. So I hope you're ready for that. And of course, we've still got the spoiler cast to come as well, which is going to be very interesting. And that's the spoiler cast for which game, Phil? Uh, I'm not sure. Spence, what, what was it called again? Um, sorry, blind listeners, I can't say the title. Um, this one. It's oh, right, yeah. Oh, the one in the lenticular sleeve. The one in the lenticular sleeve. I Brilliant. got you. So I think that's about it for our podcast. What would be a good idea would be writing into the email to tell us your thoughts on E3, all different things that happened, because it will be happening only two days after this podcast goes live. That email, psweetrust at gmail.com. Of course, you can also reach out, out to us on Reddit. Uh, the URL will be in the description of this podcast. And of course, always feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at Trust. And also, if it's a bit more personal than you'd like, you can reach out to any of us individually at our individual Twitter accounts in the description below. Also, feel free to reach out to us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you ever so much for listening. I've been Davey. I've been Phil. And I've been Spencer. Take care, guys. Wow-wee! <laughs> in PS We Trust is hosted by Davy, Phil, and Spencer. You can write into the show via our email, pswetrust at gmail.com. Our Twitter is at inpswetrust. To find each of us online, follow our Twitters, at ssjdavy, at philiphoy, at spenpie underscore. Thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. See ya.